All right, three, two, one, boom. It's a social engineer show. Aaron Lenz back in the building. Thank you, back again. How you doing, bro? Good, thank you. Glad to be back, third time. Yes. Yeah, trust. Yeah. Trust, the last ones were good. I see you got another wolf uh, top this time. Only because you pointed it out the last <laughs> time. I can't be in the same one, but I got to stick to the wolf. So yeah, yeah. Go on, nah, it looks one. good though. <laughs> like, I prefer I like this, this one. one, to be mm. fair. The colours are, are better. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I see you're sticking true to the... Wolf lifestyle. Yes, it's who I am. Mm. I, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. what's been happening? It's been a while since we last uh, linked up. Ah, uh, the same old couple live streams, and just other than that, just yeah, same old, nothing, nothing major. Mm. What, what do about? you What do you do on the live live streams? Just talk like this, just same kind of topics. But with the live stream, obviously, you got people commenting, so you can answer people's questions or, you know, kind of interact more with the people watching. I guess than you can with. Mm. With this, I wanted to ask actually. Have you ever had? Have you had anything in the comments that's made you think? Do you know what I should ask that, or or any comment that you felt you need to that you've responded to? Yeah, I respond in the comments. Like, re- <laughs> respond. but nothing. No comment that's made you think. Right, this is worth filming. Nah, nah. And do you know what? Yeah, I think maybe it's just it's just like um, of the people who comment haven't like made that type them type of points oh, yet. Okay. But I'm sure it will come. But um. At this point, like I had, I do what I say as well. Like join the conversation in the description. I always write join the conversation. Add what like what topics do you want us to discuss next? That sort of stuff. Okay, we'll get I know to that. I know that um, the last time you mentioned about the rule of six, um, yeah. I had a couple comments about that saying um, I don't know some people saying that like unrealistic expectations and all these sorts of stuff. But that that I wouldn't consider that I wouldn't consider that to be. Like offending someone It's more just somebody Adding their two cents on it like Which is fair enough They agree that the rule of six Is the rule They just think it's an unrealistic rule mm, Yeah What do you think about The idea of being realistic though Going back to my mentor Mr Will Smith He had a video Where he was literally started And he's like Don't be realistic Being realistic Is like being mediocre It's like settling for being mediocre Make your goals Unrealistic You know Like a aim for the moon Kind of thing right mm. Do you think people Should just stick to I don't think I don't think it is a problem having an ideal. If you don't get it, then fine, you don't get it. But at least if if the rule of six is yours, then you at least know, okay, I'm I'm aiming for this. Maybe I fall a little short on it, no? We're talking about for women, innit? Like going for the rule of six, because guys don't care about that, innit? But for women going for the rule of six, if you're attractive, you're, you got your whole life ahead of you, you've, you're in certain circles where you meet these types of guys, then yeah, of course, like, aim for whatever like you're it's it's in your graphs it's something that you can some like on some level you can see yourself getting it. it's attainable yeah it's attainable but yeah if you're if you're nowhere near that you've never met anyone like that all of the guys that you talk to are like closer to your level then i don't know it's, it seems a bit ridiculous to like rule them all as undateable because of some crazy dream person i don't know I feel like you should be somewhat in touch with your um, capacity, but at the same time, you should think of How what do you, you become, can achieve. So what's the mm. best way of being in touch with your capacity? Because mine is, your capacity is, whatever you're getting, that's your capacity. And until mm. you get better, that's that's where you're at. I don't know. So let's, let's bring it to like business. Yeah. So let's say you're a smart person and you're passionate about a particular thing. You can some you can somewhat see like the possibility of you turning that into a really successful business 
that's something that is that like, is possible. Okay. But then you're not gonna now think, oh yeah, I'm gonna grow wings and then fly to the moon or something. That's because then that's like so for and for some people, looking for that rule of six is is close to growing wings and then flying to the moon. It's like that's it's just not realistic. They should just be like look within their framework and it like they can go to the higher end of their framework, but do you know what I mean? Don't go outside. The best they can get, basically. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm wrong. But maybe I just you have think the rule of six, hmm. but like if he's, if he's, you know, maybe you fall a little short, he's 5'10 and he gets 80K and the other two are also in the five point certain region, hmm. but you tried, you just... That's a good guy. That's like the idea that that's, that guy is like not acceptable to one of these rule of six girls. Yeah, it's just like, it's a bit mad. Like that man's making 80K. And he's five ten. It's like that's a good guy, bro. Like what? And and um, what he? Everything else about him is cool. The height's even less negotiable. They'll be like, if your height starts in five, it yeah. could be five one or five eleven. It's mm. all you're under six foot disqualified. That's it. X three yeah. X is Simon Cowell. You're out. So I think that's a bit ridiculous. But it by by all means do whatever works. Everyone should do what works for them. But it just seems a bit a bit mad, especially if the girl's like like if she's six foot. Then fair enough, like she don't want to be with someone who's shorter than her. That makes sense, isn't it? But if she's like five four and she's talking about man that's five ten is just too short for her, it's like she's obviously insane, isn't it? What is she talking about? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's not that he's too short; it's that she can get someone who's six foot. So why settle for five ten? There's more. Imp- what I'm saying is, the guy not being fi- six foot is less of a an L then maybe the guy is six foot but he's just like not trying to be with you like that like he literally just wants to smash and dash then it's like that's more of an L for you isn't it like, but that guy gets a chance though because he meets the it's like let's say you go for a job and they're like we're only interviewing people with degrees I might be better than the guy with the degree but I don't get the interview the guy yeah. with the degree gets the job and he's no good but he met the criteria that was set up beforehand. Mm. So yeah, you've now got the less efficient employee because of your criteria, but you have to meet the criteria to get your foot in the door. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't want to dwell on that too much in it because we kind of touched yes. on it already. But um, back to your streaming. Yeah, I did actually watch one of your streams. Oh, um, You sent it to me. It was, it was quite a while ago, okay. maybe about a month ago or something like that. You was that the one where I asked, or I was mainly asking the questions, right? Not um, answering them. I know that you said a few things, yeah, that I was going to ask you about. Oh, good. So one of the things that you said was that you would prefer to have children outside of a relationship because then you can focus on the kid's well-being as opposed to the partner's well-being. Okay, I'm glad you picked that up. So this has been me since for a long time. I've always thought it'd be better if the reason you deal with them is specifically because of parenting issues and you know that's who he is. He is their dad. That's it. Because I don't want to expose my kids to a major... Could you imagine your kids are like, I don't know, 17 and 14 or whatever ages and you lot break up. Now, that could be quite a big thing for your kids. For my kids, they've never seen that. They've never seen that relationship. Well, they have actually, but they haven't seen it long enough for it to affect them. So they'll never look back and think oh I remember mum and dad being together and that was great they they're just not gonna have that so we can bypass all of that it's 
goes back to what I always say about risk aversion. If we're together and we have the kids and the kids see it and they love this whole happy family and then that breaks apart, to me that's worse than us never being together and they've never had to see that breakdown. Don't you feel like that's basically saying because there's a possibility of things going bad, I'll just make it bad anyway? No, because there's nothing bad about it. So you're saying because you might separate, it's better to just be separated anyway? I don't mind separating from someone when it's only affecting me and them but when it's affecting my kids then it's okay no this can be avoided I can avoid being in a situation where my relationship ending affects my kids now whoever I'm with if I'm ever in a relationship they don't care that's not their mom so what if daddy and his new girlfriend break up what is it to them why is it a guarantee that you split up with the child's mom not a guarantee just a risk so the possibility is enough to make you not want it at all. Yeah, like like the possibility of crashing your car is enough to make you wear a seatbelt. Like or to not drive think, at all. Or to not drive at all. There you go. Both of those things. Both of them things are going to stop doesn't you from the, being doesn't in Doesn't that sound a bit crash. ridiculous though? Not getting in, not driving because there's possibility of getting in a car crash. That depends. If you think you'll be a dangerous driver, I think it's a very reasonable way to think. Like if, if I have in mind, if I said to myself, you know, if I got behind the wheel, everyone on the road is at risk now, then yeah, I think it's a good idea for me to not drive. Why would everyone be at risk because you're behind the wheel? I might feel like I'm a dangerous driver, just knowing me, thinking, yeah, my... Or you have a tendency to be a bit dangerous, so you don't want to add a vehicle yeah. to that situation. There you go. Okay. Isn't it better to recognise the tendency in yourself to be a dangerous individual... And then try to curve that, especially when you're getting in a vehicle. I'd rather fix it so that I don't feel like I'm dangerous before I start driving. Mm. I'd feel like, okay, now I feel like I have the mental capacity to drive and not want to, you know, ram into every person that cuts me off in traffic. Now I can drive rather than thinking I'm going to drive and I hope I don't get mad at another driver and then crash into them on purpose from the side. Until you're confident that you'll be a safe driver. Yeah. Don't you think it's wise to not pick far destinations that require you to drive? I'm better off not driving at all. You can, what do they say? Most of these accidents happen within what distance from the house? Like it's the roads you think you know by heart. So you just, you don't look as closely because you're, you know the roads, right? And then you're crashing a couple meters away from Mm. the house. So no, I don't think. So then if we bring it back to like the child example, then... It's like, why? What's why not? If it's if the option is either have kids and never be with the partner, why not just not have the kids? I want kids. I was I've always been more certain I wanted kids than I was of wanting a relationship. That's more important to me. What's important about having kids? How do you even answer that? Everything. Obviously, you you have kids, so it's like it's a bit hard. But objectively. Like outside of your situation, why should a person want kids? Right, firstly, we are, I know there's some people that don't like our biological nature, mm. but it's just our nature to have kids anyway. So there's something in us, some of us, most of us don't want them comments, that makes us want to have kids anyway. We don't know why we want to do it, but we want to, right? Call it paternal instinct, maternal instinct. You just have a innate instinct to raise kids anyway mm. 
then you get idealistic about it and you're like, with my kids, I would do this and I would teach them this and I would want them to do this. And and then you think, if I didn't have kids, what would I spend 20 to, let's say, let's just put a number on it, 98 doing? Because I see what well, I'm just going to work, get paid, spend my money, die. Or I can work, raise my kids, still spend my money, still die. Them kids have kids and I get to see all my grandkids and my kids together. And I don't know. That's that's what growing old looks like to me. Mm. Seeing my kids grow up, seeing them maybe have kids, seeing them kids grow up. But the thing about having kids, yeah, it's like it's a team sport, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you can't have kids by yourself, isn't it? So doesn't it make sense to like put the other parent into the equation as well. It's like to have kids without the other parent, it's like you're it's like you're bypassing the other you person. You could adopt as a single person. I don't imagine it's that I easy don't think for a man can, to yeah. do. As a man, you probably will have difficult. I think you must be able to, you know? I think it's like really hard to adopt anyway, even if you are in a relationship and all that. They go through so many different like tests and checks and whatever, yeah. So... If you like stole a sweetie bar or a chocolate bar or something back in caution. like the 60s or something, yeah, you're not getting no kids. Like there's like, it's, there's all different types of reasons why you can't adopt. So then if you're a single person, doesn't that already just make them feel like, yeah, nah, I don't know about this. So then it's easier to have kids with someone than it is to adopt. Biological yeah. kids. Yeah, it's easier. Much easier. There you go. Um, And I still have the team with the other parent, we still work together. We're still on the same page when it comes to parenting. Mm. And I think not having the relationship get in the way of that or interrupt or affect that in any way makes that work better. How can it not? There's still, you still have to, whether you're co-parenting or you're in a relationship, you still have to have a some type of relationship with this person. You don't have ups and downs in that relationship in the same way that a couple have ups and downs. And, the kids will see that when they have it and it will affect their experience of you two. I don't have that. You can have an up and down with someone who you're not in a relationship with, isn't it? Yeah, but rarely because you're not communicating with them as much as you communicate with your partner. Mm. But wouldn't you still communicate with them a lot considering the kids? Imagine it like this. You've got mm. two couples. No, you've got two pairs of people. One, they have kids together and that's all they talk about. And the other is a couple. We probably have less conversation about our kids than the couple have. And they have all these other conversations they're having that we don't need to have. Because we only really need to talk when it's about the kids. Why do you have less conversations about the kids than the couple do? Because the couple are seen, you know, they're with the kids every day. The, the stuff where you're in the same house with them and it could be, are you putting such and such to bed or or washing or feeding them, we're not going to have that conversation. Mm. So what happens if one person sees it one way, the other person sees it another way? So for example... Yeah, the other people who are a couple are going to have that problem as well. Mm. But this, I'm just only having that issue. I'm not having the other issue of we argued about where we're going to go on our date night this week or our date in, or I looked at a girl on a date or whatever it is and now we're back home the next day with our kids and... And my partner who I have kids with is now moody at me because of that. I, I'm bypassing all of that. Mm. Our issues are never going to affect the kids because we're not going to have our own issues. Our issues are going to be about the kids. 
So of the two situations, yeah, yeah, a couple who has kids together and two adults that are not in a relationship, their only interactions with each other are based on the kids. You think that one is preferable to the couple relationship? There's pros and cons to both. To me, the pros of my situation outweigh the pros of the other one, yeah. Like I would only assume that someone would take the second option if the relationship wasn't a viable option. Like they couldn't get along with this person. They didn't it wasn't like that. Maybe it just never was like that. For whatever reason, it just wasn't a viable relationship. But let's say it was a viable relationship. Do you think the viable relationship is still less preferable than the co-parenting situation? While this is in my head, I'm going to throw something out there that people probably never thought about as an advantage of a situation like mine over theirs. I was just talking about date nights, right? Mm. When you're with the person you have kids with, your date nights mean that you two need to find someone to look after those kids, right? For me... I can have the kids, she can go on dates. She can have the kids, I can go on dates. Or just anything in life in general. We're not both with the kids. I don't know how to explain. Like anything I want to do with a partner that I have, I don't need childcare for it because they have their mum looking after them. Whereas if it was the mum, then we would need to get childcare. Going back to your question, um, if the relationship was viable bear in mind this all started from me not wanting a relationship anyway like I said I don't want a relationship but I want kids mm. so that's that's where this came from if it was viable would I say I'd want to have my kids before I encounter a viable relationship if I could go back and plan how it was going to go you would welcome on a situation where you've met the per- perfect person for you yeah, and now you've got this, these other kids that you've got to now deal with their mom and bring like they're, they're part of the situation as well. If you and this perfect person are to have kids, you've got kids in your house and then you've also got these other kids that are not getting the full attention from you. And that's all. Is that, that's a, that's a preferable situation. What I meant was have all the kids I want before I get in my relationship. So never have kids with the perfect woman for you. I don't know about that. That's what it sounds like you're saying. It's not. Is that not what you're saying? I don't see it. I know it it probably is. Yeah, I don't. I don't want things in life crossing over each other. Like I come here to do the show with you and that's the main interaction I have with you. Whereas if you was my baby mother's brother, that would change the whole dynamic of me and you doing the show because I'm talking with my baby mother's brother, right? Mm. Stuff like that. I've got my family life, as in the family I was born into, my kids, my dating, my work people, my friends, completely all separate from each other. If I make friends at work, they're my work friends. Or if I make friends with them to where we're actually friends, they're in my work friends group. I'm not going to bring you to the social engineer show or to my other friends. Mm. You don't need to interfere with that or with the people I'm dating. If you have a family that you grew up with, yeah, does that mean you can't have a family of your own that you create? The family of my own means that now my dating, or if it's a bit more serious than dating, let's say the romantic side of my life is now also intertwined with the children's side of my life. And that's where the problem comes in for me. There's, 
one thing affecting another. I want to know that if things go wrong at work, my kids are good. My kids are not at my workplace to where if the work, you know, stuff like that. Like these two things don't need to affect each other like that. I just find a new job and nothing changes with my kids. If my romantic life goes badly now, my kids are unaffected because they don't see it. No one's going to not see their kids as much because suddenly we've broken up and I used to live in the house with them and see them seven days a week. And now they see me on the days I have them because now we're broken up and I live somewhere else now. There's two things that don't need to affect each other for me. No. That's very strange. Well, you, <laughs> the way you've just described that, yeah, it's very like, it's hard to, it's like a conceptual reality. But I think the reality... No, it is my reality. <laughs> it's definitely a it conceptual reality. reality, yeah. And I think, um, because the reality of it is, let's say you've got your work life. Yeah. Your work life can re- can easily affect your other life. It's like, okay, you're working. You make a certain amount of money. You have bills. You you stop working. You can't pay your bills. Now you also can't... It affects your ability to see and, and provide for your, your kids. It also affects your ability to go out and see your friends to travel to different places you need to go to. It's the like everything's connected. The only one that's connected to everything else. Everything's connected. No, tell me how any of the others connect. I agree. That Something serious happens with your children. It's It prevents your ability to go to work. It prevents your ability to um, see your family. It's like you're, you, when you do see your family, you're stressed. You're, you're overcome with all of these emotions because of this serious thing going on with your kids. Everything is connected. Yeah, but everything that's you've <laughs> said is serious. If my work life falls apart entirely, yeah, that's going to affect everything else. Like if my something with my kids okay. were to fall, but minor things are not affecting it. If I have an argument with my manager, that's not going to affect my personal life. Well, I, I just put forward a couple scenarios, yeah. Extreme all based scenarios. On, yeah, extremely negative scenarios. Yeah. Extremely positive scenarios will also have, will also link into other things. You, you, your job situation, you randomly that's just- That's the only one. Whatever, you, you randomly become super successful. It now it gives you more ability to do all the other stuff. Um, your kids, one of your kids becomes like a super celebrity that everyone knows or whatever. Now that also affects what well, you're not going to be working in some random place when your kid is like whoever, some star that everyone knows. It's like everything is connected. But that's why I said the thing you said before, it was very strange. Yeah. And it was a very like conceptual reality because it's the way you conceptualize things, but it's not the reality of it. And oh, everyone's life is connected that everybody it, all aspects of everyone's life unless you're like unless you're one of like you're a person who has like um was it multiple personality whoever it is yeah where it's yeah. basically like you're a completely different person in all of these scenarios but you're not you're the same person and it's like they're all connected it's like if you do some mad thing yeah while you're having your leisure time and you now go to jail <laughs> that affects everything extremes, as well again, yeah, the, the extremes are going to affect the other things but the minor things aren't if a woman I'm supposed to see this Sunday don't turn up that's not affecting my kids if me and my baby mother who are together in a relationship break up that does affect them I'm just I'm not saying I can stop things from affecting but I can limit it I can limit it I can limit how much this part of my life affects this part of my life by completely separating them and that's what I want to do when it comes to having kids and Dating. Okay. Do you imagine that the best situation for a person objectively, like nothing to do with your situation, obviously your situation is your situation and it's very difficult to 
conceptualize these things when you're talking about your own situation because people tend to agree with the things that they've done in it or yeah. agree with the way the life they're living but if we look at it objectively yeah, and um say a person if a person is looking at how should i form my life let's say there's somebody who's really young hasn't yet even had a girlfriend hasn't yet even anything like that yeah hasn't got a certain job whatever um they're looking at how should they form their life to be like the best for them personally would you say that it's a it's a good idea for them to try to have kids separate from their relationship have a relationship separate from their family life have family life separate from every like basically all like compartmentalize every single aspect of their life and don't let anything touch anything else i would say it will give you a level of you know security in terms of this is safe nothing else it's going to affect it. No one knows who I'm dating. So no one can go and, you know, do anything to her to spite me or tell her anything to spite me or whatever, you know, like that. Is it for everyone? If you can manage it, if you can, like, what do you want? Some people want to meet the perfect partner that their friends and family would love and bring them around everyone. And if that's you, then you should do that. It's hard to be objective. It's going to be very specific to everyone. I would rather not do that. And I'm either seeing my partner or a girl I'm dating or I'm seeing my friends, but there's no cross mm. link between the two. Mm. You should do things you're proud of. So what I mean, yeah, is that you should have a girlfriend that you're proud of, that you don't mind if she meets whoever she meets. Not that you're going out of your way to make them meet each other or anything like that. But if they did, there's no, it doesn't matter to you because... She's a girl that you're proud of. And you furthermore, your family, like they are your family is where is like that. You're proud of yourself. You're proud of like who you are, where you come from. Even if your family are not perfect, you stand on your life in it. Um, you have a job that you, you, you don't mind if anyone knows that you work there. It's just is where it is. Um, the kids, I think um, I would want to be, uh, I, I I don't, one of, the, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, which would make me feel very uncomfortable is the idea that you can go out dating and then leave your kids with uh, the mum and then she can go out dating and leave the kids with you. That makes it like, I think that would make me uncomfortable. Obviously that I get that, that works for different people, yeah. But for me, I wouldn't want my partner or my kid's parent to be dating some next dude yeah because then he's gonna like there's a high chance that he's gonna be around my kids and i don't want anybody like, obviously i haven't got no kids in it but the idea of that makes me feel uncomfortable i wouldn't want somebody around my kids especially like considering that i can't vet this person in it i can't there's nothing i can do in it it's like it's up to her to choose who she wants to be around and it's like i would have to like hope and pray that like she picked someone who was good enough to be around my kids that wouldn't do nothing fucked up but i don't really trust people like that i feel like people are fucked up and they would like i just wouldn't want some next dude around my kids if i had kids i think as a single parent you kind of accept that as part of your reality i mean it's not for their mom i'm not going to bring women i date around my kids but you have to understand that if you have kids of someone and they're now single that they're going to move on with their life and part of their plan for their life might be that their new partner is someone that they can have around their kids 
Yeah, it works. Um, back to what you said earlier about someone you're proud of. Having someone I'm proud of doesn't equate to I want them to now be be around my friends and family. But you don't mind if they were, and you I should do. have There's friends no... as well that are like you. You like your friends, like you. You don't mind that they would be. It's like you don't think that they're gonna do some fuck shit. You're talking about two different things. Um, one is you liking them. Yeah, I love my friends. I love you know my family, and I like the people I date. Wanting them around each other or not wanting them, it doesn't equate to liking or disliking them. Yeah, I could it's not be that dating a shanty. I wouldn't take them to my friend's event. I wouldn't take her to my friend's events. So your friend has an event. Yeah. You're chilling with your girl. You can't go to the event now because you're with your girl. I can't chill with my girl because I'm going to the event. All right, so you're at yard. Your girl lives with you, yeah? And you want, so you you would never have your girl living with you basically, isn't it? It's unlikely. No, no, no. Because I need to be able to go home and get away from that. Like, being at home is being alone. It's like everything else, I can get away from it now because I'm back home where it's just me and, you know, these four walls. And that's that's cool. Once you've got someone in there permanently with you, my question is, where do I go to be alone? Do I have to come out of my house and then go find somewhere, what, get an Airbnb because I want to spend the night on my own? Being alone is overrated. Really? Yeah, like I feel like I've I spent I've I have spent a lot of time on my own, and it like I've spent years, like maybe like a whole decade, like sleeping in my own bed. Yeah, like having my own flat where it's like I can just I can sleep and like it's just I'm by myself. It's like it's not like don't get me wrong, it's not bad. It's like there are certain good things about it, but I feel like. Living with my partner, yeah, gives me good things as well. And if I'm comparing the two, I think I'd rather living with my partner. So I'm not a lone wolf. Yeah, that's, I, that's not me. I'm like I'm a, a lone wolf. I'm a family man. I think. I think I'm a like even with like my parents and everyone like that. Like I'm very like I love my family and I'm very family orientated. And I like the idea of being in a family and I want a big family. Okay, I like the idea of seeing people for a certain amount of time, but knowing that I'm going home and it's going to be just me there afterwards. Mm. That's quite comforting. Mm. Back to the earlier point about um, parenting without a relationship. That's like a a situation that I would deal with if I was in it because I had to deal with it and I would make the most of it, but it wouldn't be ideal. So it was strange to hear it referenced as an ideal situation. Okay, no, it's a it's an ideal for me. It mm. works. Yeah, it works for me. I think beforehand I looked at it and thought, yeah, this is how I'd want to have kids. Mm. As Before a you had father. kids, yeah. The only reason why I would um, rather be with the girl that had my kids is because I would want to be the leader of that situation. I would want to like I wouldn't want it to be things I can't like other things that are like out of my hands like I can't deal with it. What do you mean? So um the like the outside elements the fact that there may or may not be some extra dude that's in the situation and if there was there's nothing I could do about it. And um then the influences on the kids as well like this dude might be trying to like treat them like they're his kids and trying to raise them however he wants to and there's like nothing I could do about it and um yeah and I just feel like I wouldn't get enough time to to like 
mold them into what I want them to be. I think you'd be surprised at the level of influence a parent can have when they don't see their kids mm. 24-7. Mm. Um, I think they take a lot from me. I think they like they remind me of me more than, you know, they remind me of their mom. Mm. If Maybe it's just me seeing myself in them. I don't know, but I see a lot of my influence in them from the time that I spend in them with them and I I don't think what you're saying you'd, you'd have to see it mm, I hear you are both your kids with the same mum yes so was you actually together at some point yes okay and you did want to at, at a point you did want to be with her yeah but going back to what it wasn't the plan to begin with but obviously in you know real life you plan things how you want them but you're interacting with someone, you're seeing them to see your kids and there's every chance that it can happen that a woman you're regularly seeing and speaking to, you can end up in a relationship with. Like I said, it wasn't what I planned. and But yeah, that I've, it's not impossible. There's, it can happen. It wasn't, I don't know how to put it. Like you plan and then life happens and then you're, you adjust accordingly and that was I'm going to sneeze that was an adjustment f- for that period mm. of time that we were together yeah okay I it was, it's more like something you don't plan on doing but you, you know there's a risk involved but you say do you know what? I'm going to take this risk because it feels right now and you do it um, and also once you've had kids with someone for a bit you can get a feeling of how things will be when things happen in relation. So imagine beforehand having no kids, not even knowing who my kids are going to be with. And in my head, I'm fixated on this idea that when our relationship goes left, it's going to drastically affect the kids, right? Like I said earlier, but then you're seeing the person and you actually see that, do you know what? They are able to, or have the mindset to still think, do you know what? I still want these kids and their dad to get along as they have been. So, they also don't want it to affect them. So then we're able to get into that relationship knowing that me and the kids are going to be good afterwards and what I was worried about isn't as big a risk in the reality than I had made it out to be beforehand. Mm. But there's consequences to that. My kids ask me, and bear in mind I haven't, I mean... I tried to say as little as possible about that just because, you know, you you don't want to risk not seeing your kids. But my kids still ask me why I don't come into their house. And I've not been in their house in years. So that little element of they've seen it before and they don't see it now, is still there. And that's my fault for going against what I had set out to do. What did you set out to do? What I said, like, um, me and the... Guys, I spoke about this with the first time. We called it the pursuit of happiness lifestyle. Cause you know, um, the Will Smith keep coming back to Will Smith, where it's just when he's with his son, it's just him and his son. And that's what it's like for me now. It's me and the kids, and then I take them back to their mom and it's it's our thing that we're doing. You know, we do our own thing and then they go back to their mom and they do their own thing. Which wasn't like the movie, but still. If I had done that the whole time, my kids wouldn't be asking, why don't you ever come in our house and 
can you come to our house and chill in the house with us? I could have avoided that by never doing it. So that's maybe one of the things you were asking about earlier, where have I not done it according to my own ideals and has it backfired? Yeah. They still have faint memories of something that they're not going to see again. But it's not as bad as daddy lived with us for 17 years and then moved out. And we're used to seeing him every day. It was never that. So they don't have that to worry about. So was you in a relationship with their mom before they before she was pregnant? With our second child, yes. Not the first one? No. Okay. So you had the first one, then felt like, okay, we'll try and make this work. Then had the second one, and then you went. You felt like, nah, it's not. It can't work. I guess the way you put it, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily word it like that, but yeah. How would you word it? Um, maybe I'm being like, insensitive. No, no. Um, like the plan from the beginning, obviously, me single dad have kids with someone. She's single. Cool. I see my child. That's it. But the reality of seeing someone and you have kids with them and you're obviously attracted to each other means that other things happen that aren't part of the plan and then you end up seeing each other as well as you just seeing your kids or in my case I did. And then, like I said, that didn't work and so we've gone back to it just being about me seeing the kids, yeah. So was it an arrangement in the beginning? Was it like we we just we will link up, have kids, and we'll just co-parent? So there was no relationship. No, but I have had that arrangement with someone. It just didn't happen. It was more that she found out she was pregnant, and we weren't in a relationship, and kind of took it from there. Mm. So what happened in the other scenario, in the other situation where you had that arrangement with someone? That person aborted when she became pregnant. Mm. So she didn't want it in the end. She thought she wanted it and then decided yeah. not to. This is just really interesting to me. That's why I'm asking the question because yeah. it's like, this is, um, I would consider it to be very modern. It's like Definitely, you're coming up yeah. with an arrangement. As co-parenting opposed to, itself as an idea is modern. Mm. Co-parenting didn't exist when, co-parenting how we do it today didn't exist when I was born. Mm. I think that's why I didn't grow up with my dad. If I was born now, I think I would have seen my dad more because co-parenting is, if you're not together and you have kids, you co-parent. Back then, if you're not together and you have kids, mum raises the child on their own. So yeah, co-parenting has definitely increased over the time I've been alive, which I can only say is a good thing because relationships aren't going to work out and then you've got a choice between one parent raising the child on their own or both parents not in a relationship still raising their kids. So if you look at um call it a trajectory right we've mm. gone from couples raising kids couple breaks up single mom raises kids couple breaks up both parents involved in their kids life i think the next step is going to be people just saying from the get-go i don't want a relationship you don't want a relationship let's have a baby i think you're going to hear more of it give it 20 years but why like, I understand feeling like you don't want a relationship. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, yeah. I think a lot of people that I've met don't want children because they're, they like, 
there's like phases the way I see it anyway yeah there's like phases of society in it and like as a society becomes more developed less people want to have children because there's more to do you can live your life you don't want to be tied down whereas as a society when society was less developed that was the thing to do there was like you couldn't do other things there was nothing else to do but now people want to travel the world people want to do all sorts of things that are now an actual possibility so they push children back to a point where sometimes they don't even want them from that from that with that understanding it seems strange to me that you would still want to have kids it's like what you said you said that there's people that don't want relationships right would you agree because i'm going to say that i fully believe this that more people don't want relationships now than before Uh, when i speak to older people let's say maybe 60 plus right Mm. and i tell them I'm 36 and I'm single. Mm. Like a look comes over there. What do you mean you're 36 and single? Who gets to 36 and is still single? But you're not still single. No, no. It's like to them, idea. it's still single mm. because you would have been married early in your 20s and that would be you set for life. That was life when they were younger, right? Mm. So me being 36 and single is like shocking to them. And I'm like, I'm single. There's a lot of single people out here in my age group. This is where we are now. We don't want to be in relationships to the level that you wanted to, where if you were single and you were 36, there was no one for you because everyone was taken because everyone wanted to be in relationships. So we definitely don't want to be in relationships as much as before, right? We still have that paternal and maternal instinct, though. We still want to raise kids. But I don't understand that because as I was saying before, yeah, it's like, Loads of people don't want to raise kids. They don't want to have them. They don't like, so it's like, it's strange. It's um, it's almost like you're in the modern way of thinking, but you're holding on to one of the traditions of the past, which or is having biological kids. instinct. But it's also so, a biological instinct to like fall in love and like all of that sort of stuff. No. That's like, that's like biological, like the, the people have been doing that from the beginning. For the men is to get as many women pregnant as possible and they raise the kids. If we're talking strictly biology. So what is love? Is love just something that we've heard of and we just decided to start? society stuff, yeah. You reckon? I think, you think I think there's like a biological reason for it. I'm confused. All right, so we're attracted to those of us that are attracted to the opposite sex mm. biologically that's because that's how we have kids right mm. so that's but outside of that like what is the biological need for that for them the need for the children the other person once you've got them pregnant that's it you've done your job now you as a man with a you know who can what's the saying a man can get this many women pregnant in a year but a woman can only get pregnant once or twice depending on the month in a year why is contraception aimed the way it is cool so biologically it would make more sense for me to say do you know what i've created this pregnancy if i want to have the maximum kids possible to spread my genes as far as possible i should be going to get someone else pregnant right i don't think that's how it works then why are we constantly able to do it then it's almost like society yeah, is all part of a collective consciousness yeah or collective intelligence whatever you'd call it yeah and as when society needs more people that's what that's when the biological factors are kicking in isn't it but then when society has loads of people here yeah, and it's more developed to a point where as i say we there's so much more other things that we're interested in 
for some reason, people just stop wanting kids. They just, men and women, just stop having kids, isn't it? It's like it gets less and less kids until it just starts again, isn't it? Until they now need kids and then it just, it's almost like we're all part of this hive, this hive mentality, isn't it? This hive mind or something like that. I think populations are going up. Um, so people are having you know, more kids rather than less kids. Otherwise but they're going up slower than, like they like from whenever it was, yeah, the baby boomers time or something, yeah, it just went up dramatically, yeah. But if you look at it now, it's going down like rapidly as well. As I said, yeah, like there's loads of people who I've spoken to who don't want kids and haven't had any. And it's like, they're like, like our ages where it's like, are they ever going to have kids? Maybe not. Maybe they will, but they're going to have them when they're like 40 or something because they're getting to, do you know what I mean? So it's like, I was talking to someone the other day and he says he probably, he probably, he doesn't think he even wants them. Like on this show, he was saying he, he doesn't think he wants them. And he was saying, yeah, he gets loads of people asking him about it, but he's just not really interested. He wants to live like, he said he wants to be a digital nomad. Where, like, just, do you know what I mean? Whatever that means, isn't it? Just basically work, just living wherever, like just traveling, doing whatever he wants to do. And he could have kids. He's had loads of opportunities to have kids and he's, done whatever to not have them and um that's very common like that's like that kind of thing is like happening more and more and i've met like girls as well who just don't want kids and it's like if people like and i don't think yeah that these things are just a coincidence i think it's a lot to do with the times we're living in the fact that like we're getting to a point in society where there's no need. There's no like. There's no like. We we have more and more people. Everything is busy. Like today, I was sitting in traffic for about five hours. There's people everywhere. It's like there's some sort of like collective hive brain here that was basically saying we've had enough kids for now, isn't it? Like we need to like let the numbers drop down a bit, and then we'll start having kids again, isn't it? <laughs> So that's what I think. So what's the opposite of a boom? You're saying we're going through like a reverse baby boom now where people Yeah, I just think as to like there are still some countries in the world, yeah, that are not as developed as say this country and some some others, yeah. And they're still in the phase of having as many kids as they can. But as more and more countries are brought into this this era, there's gonna be less and less children. Until we like until it reverse. I think it goes in cycles, isn't it? And at some point, everyone will be having kids again. But for now, I think the numbers are dropping. So even you, yeah, like if we bring it to you, like you've, from what I'm hearing, yeah, it sounds as though you've had your kids, and you're you're looking for like someone to just be with. That's not that nothing to do with kids. You don't want to have kids with this person. You just want someone to hang out with or whatever to. I wouldn't mind having more kids with someone, mm. and not, but then it would have to be just that again. I'd want it to be just that if I was to have kids again. I'd be even more adamant about it now because I've actually experienced going against what I set out to do. Um, mm. So no. But like I said, as more people, I still believe that as more people don't want to be in relationships mm. because of the reasons, you know, you've said and just a lot of reasons why people just want to be single the whole 
everyone's being taught to be more and more independent to the mm. point where relationships probably won't be feasible anyway. People are going to want to not be in relationships and want to have kids. Um, There's going to be more. Right now I'm saying it and I'm probably the one, you know, wild person out there that's saying it that, you know, people can find online and see and wow, what is this guy saying? 10 years from now, you'll be hearing more of it. And you'll be like, okay, Lenzo's ahead of his time. I get what he was saying. Now. Maybe, but let's say you're right. In that scenario, yeah, someone, one of the parents has to take the brunt of that. Has to do most of the, like, looking after the children. One parent's always done most of the looking after the children. Yeah. Like, typically that would be the woman, isn't it? Yeah. So, what happens when the woman also doesn't want to do that? And that's what I'm saying is also coming in. Where it's like, women don't want to, like, a lot of women don't want to do that. They don't want to have kids. It's like, what's the point? Do they just want to be, like, tied tied down? This is a question I was going to ask you as well, yeah. Um, They just want to be tied down by, like... Some baby that just made me think of something, yeah. What do you think about the term anchor baby? I've not heard it. What does anchor baby mean? <laughs> so, an anchor baby, yeah, is like a baby. Like imagine there's a ship, yeah. What, what does an anchor do for a ship? <laughs> it stops it? it from moving, yeah. And Go that's on. that's the idea of an anchor baby, isn't it? So, it they could be used in very different ways, isn't it? <laughs> like, for example, uh, a guy and a girl could be dating, yeah, and He's had enough of her, yeah, and he wants to move on. So she all of a sudden is pregnant, isn't it? Or she says she's pregnant as a way to hold on to him, isn't it? That's like an anchor baby, isn't it? Or there's a guy and a girl that's kind of dating, but, like, she's more like, she's just, like, with him for whatever, and she's trying to move on or whatever. So he just gets her pregnant, isn't it, to just sit her down, isn't it, and make sure she's a... Uh, it's like, that's what, an, that's what the concept of an anchor baby is. It all sounds like it ends badly. The first one sounds like she was hoping to have the baby to keep him in the relationship, but it's potentially might not work. And then now she's, I don't know, if she's okay with being a single mom, fine. But if she's not, then she's going to be like, okay, I've it didn't work and I have this child. Obviously, every child's a blessing. She's going to you know, love being a mom and that, but it didn't work. And now she still ends up without the guy. The second one... This is getting talked about quite a lot, to be fair. People have to protect their self, innit? If you don't want to have kids, do you then take the necessary precautions to not have kids so that someone can't just have your child to try and anchor you? Because even if you don't end up in a relationship with them, let's say you're the dad and you still say, you know what, I'm not... You're still a responsible father, I'm hoping. And so you've still had a child that maybe you weren't planning on having... See how everything I talk about talks about the bad in people and how I'm trying to avoid it. Like the cheap dates and me trying to avoid people waste using me for expensive dates. I need people to think like this with everything. I don't want to have kids with someone that's trying to anchor me down for whatever reason. Maybe they hope that I become really, really rich one day and then they can get their cut. So I'm going to take the necessary precautions to not have kids. I'm not going to say you people are wrong for trying to anchor people down with they know they're wrong they're still gonna do it like saying people say you guys stop doing bad things isn't gonna work what will work is saying people out there do bad things how do i protect myself from it um i'm gonna use this example a co-host from the review don shayon says people shouldn't rob people's houses but you know what i still lock my front door every night 
because I'm not going to stop everyone from robbing people's houses. Let me close my door so you don't rob mine. Protect myself from being robbed. Protect yourself from being anchored down with a baby you don't want. Because you can't rely on them to do it. They might be trying to sneak a couple million sperm into you or trying to steal a couple million of your sperm, depending on who it is. <laughs> that yeah. was quite a rant, okay. sorry. Let's say for argument's sake, you're a guy, you haven't thought about all of these things, you're dating a girl, you, you, like, you've been getting into arguments, she's been acting crazy recently, isn't it? So you're just like, do you know what, this is long. Like, I, I just can't be doing this no more. So you tell her that, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm like, I can't do this. Like this, you're stressing me out. I don't even like you like that anymore, innit? Yeah. And then a week later, she tells you she's pregnant and she's having the kid. How do, like, how, how do you think he should react in that situation? Like a responsible father who's going to do the best he can for his child and if he definitely knows he doesn't want to be in a relationship, obviously it's going to give him something to think about. That might make him say, do you know what? The drama was dramatic, but I want to be under the same roof with my child raising my child. So let me try and make this work. If he believes her, if he believes it's his, et cetera, et cetera. If he's still like, cool, single parent is fine. Co-parenting is fine. It's 2022. There's a lot of it out there. We're learning how to do it. It's co-parenting is evolving in front of our eyes as we speak we'll be part of that do that is it fair to say in either of those scenarios it's gonna cost him no he might end up in a happy family with someone that turns out to be the love of his life who he would have left had she not had that baby say that again he might end up in a happy family with the love of his life but if she hadn't sent him that text saying she was pregnant he would have left it there and then are you talking about the girl who who created the the anchor baby is it an is it an anchor baby or is it just that he got her pregnant a week so before? So then, right, he... so let's uh, let's so in that scenario because there was two scenarios you said, and it you said one he tries to work it out with her, and two he decides to co-parent, and it. Yeah. My question was basically that either one of those things is going to cost him, and I imagine that it would because even if if he does choose to be with her, it costs having a child, isn't it? That is, it's not free, isn't it? You're gonna there's gonna be certain things you're gonna have to now put in place for this child's arrival and future. Same as if you're co-parenting, you're yeah. still going to have to, even if you're not with her anymore, there's going to be certain costs to bear in on this situation. Now, that being said, yeah, once he has started to do some of these costs, yeah, whatever it is, paying for that like, cab here, there to go to hospital, whatever it is, paying for like some baby clothes, giving her some money because she needs to go to this and that and whatever, and just basically whatever it is, three months later, he finds out that she lied. How should he react what do you mean by three months late? What is he finding out that she lied about? There was no baby. Then he shouldn't have spent his money without proof. I didn't say he should start co-parenting before the child's born. No, wait for the child to be born. Decide what you're going to do around the time of the birth until you're able to confirm paternity and then take it from there. What Are you saying that once you hear the news, you should assume no responsibility until the baby's there so if if she's like all right i'm having your baby and like i need to um like, i need to go go to mother care and that uh, get some bits and pieces that like, i need like two three bills 
he should and not you're give saying her anything. I'm the leading candidate, therefore I should assume responsibility. She's saying that she slept with no one else. You're the only person she's been sleeping with. You were dating her for a certain amount of time. You broke up with her. And then a week later, she says she's pregnant. If he has no questions about paternity, then I guess they call this nesting, don't they? When they start buying stuff for the baby before mm. it's born, it? then I guess they can do the nesting process together. If he has doubts about it, then unfortunately he needs to confirm paternity beforehand. So he shouldn't spend a single penny until he knows. It can't be the same as someone who's, who doesn't have doubts, but I guess I added something that wasn't actually part of the topic. Um, but yeah, you said it's going to cost him either way. Yeah? Mm. Kids are going to cost you either way, whether they're an anchor baby or whether it's your child that you plan. They're still going to cost the cost of having kids, right? Mm. So I don't think this changes the cost of having kids. But the question is, once he has paid those costs that are associated with having a baby, three months later, he finds out that she lied. Let's say, let, right, let's go with scenario one. He chose to be with her after finding out that there was a baby, yeah? So he got back with her, started like living with her, working out the pattern with her, whatever it is, yeah. They started planning for towards this baby. Three months later, after he's gone mother care and spent a couple peas and that, he's bought like lifetime supply of nappies, all of this sort of stuff. Before yeah. he does any of that, he goes to the doctor for a pregnancy um, appointment and maybe a scan of some kind. You don't need um, a pram when she's less than three months pregnant. So this is his Yeah, but she's, it's all part of the, she's all spinning the web. She's like adding to the... She's adding to it. She's basically making him get more and more he invested. He needs to have a bit of sense and say, okay, um, let me know when the appointments are. I'll come with you to baby appointments. Let me know when the scans are. Okay, you're at six months now. Maybe it's time for us to start. You know, the doctor has said you're at six months, not her. The doctor has said you're at six months. Now it's time for us to start thinking about getting some so stuff So are you for saying, health. yeah, that if he chooses to be with her, yeah, after this, uh, after she's basically said, okay, I'm pregnant, yeah, if, yeah. He, if he chooses to like get back with her, yeah, he should not make that official until he's spoken to a doctor about it. Not, no, the relationship, you get back with your girl because you want to try and make it work because you think that you're having a baby. I'm just talking about buying stuff for the child. You're, it sounds like you're saying that he's going to take her word for it. She says she's pregnant and he's going to go out and buy a pram and a cot and, and toys and baby clothes. And I'm saying you don't need all of that before the, before the six month mark in the pregnancy where she's going to be probably showing... And the doctor can scan her and confirm that she's pregnant. You're talking about spending money that doesn't need to happen until whatever scan it is, some scan late in the pregnancy, second trimester. You're saying the guy should not spend anything. And what, should he not get back with her until he's spoken to the doctor? Or is it cool for him to get back with her under the... No, because the thing is, if he gets back with her beforehand, then she can you know, use her effort to actually get pregnant yeah. afterwards. Mm. So then he doesn't ever actually need to know if it was a lie. Mm. For real. It's like, right, it's been 12 months and you're only just having the kid now. <laughs> How'd that happen? Well, then he, he has to know he's been lied to and then it's up to him whether he... But then even when he... Because we're going to end up in a vicious cycle, aren't we? Boom, it's three months, you're not showing now, so I'm going to break up with you for lying about being pregnant. And then she texts him again saying she's pregnant, and it might be true. And then she might turn out to actually be pregnant and have, you know, legitimate, you know, pregnancy at that point. So, 
he needs to make a decision. Is her being pregnant going to change my reason? Not change, but mean that my reasons for breaking up with her are no longer a reason to break up. And should I try and make this work or not? Because I can easily imagine that being the case. It's like the guy yeah. wants to do right by his kid. So he says, okay, even though you pissed me off, we'll, we'll work at it for the kid's sake. But after a certain amount of time and there's no baby. If you're worried this is happening to you and you're out there listening, after she tells you she's pregnant, start wearing condoms. You will know soon enough if it was a lie or not. Because otherwise you might just get her pregnant two weeks later and then you've just been duped. If, for example, yeah, <laughs> she says that she's pregnant, she's lying, but he believes her. And then a couple months later, they're back together. Everything's all good. And then she fakes a miscarriage or something, yeah. But then they stay together because obviously now he's, he's also tied in because of the guilt aspect as well. It's like you can't just leave her. She's literally just going through this traumatic time. And ultimately they end up staying together. And then eventually have kids. Was it a necessary evil to create the false anchor baby? I mean, is it that different to any other lie? You could lie and say, for example, let's say I'm going to give you a similar lie. Let's say someone's in a relationship, but they're planning on getting out of their relationship. They mm. start dating new people and they tell them they're single. And then once they find someone they want, then break up with their partner, yeah? And then they end up happy together and all of that. Was that a necessary evil? Did you need to lie and say you were single? Yes, otherwise they wouldn't have dated you if you said you were in a relationship. So you needed to tell that lie because you were in a relationship and you were trying to get into a new one. I think they call that um, swinging from one branch to the other, isn't it? It's Monkey like, branching. Yeah. <laughs> you don't let go of one until you grab the other one. Wise advice. Remember, I like the job relationship analogy and people strongly recommend you get a new job before you leave your job, right? So you would recommend people do that? Would you recommend giving back the keys to your house before you've got somewhere to live and saying, I'll, I'll get a new house when I can? It depends on your need for a relationship. If you're a happy single, you don't have this problem. If you can't function as a single person... Maybe you need to find your new partner and then get rid of the old one just so that you don't have to go through that single period. Yeah, I think that's, I don't think that's advisable. I think that's, um, it can't be healthy. What if there's things you can't do? Let's say, let's just say basic, let's say you live on your own, right? Mm. And you can't wash clothes, you can't clean a house, you can't cook, you can't do anything household on your own. You need women for that. Yeah, and you don't want this girl anymore that you're in a relationship with as the hypothetical person I'm referring to. What do you recommend they do? It's either that or they hire a, a maid until they get into their new relationship. They can't afford a maid. So basically, yeah, this person is like disabled or something, yeah, where they're not able to function <laughs> without this um, this other person. I think Not disabled, dependent. They're a very, very dependent person, yes. They should probably, before they break up, yeah, they should start learning how to do these things, innit? They don't have the, what's the word? The desire or capability to do it. They found that it's easier. 
going from one woman who cooks and cleans to another woman who cooks and cleans and never cooking or cleaning anything in their life. I don't know what that person should do. I believe such people exist. Yeah, they might exist and they probably do. They're probably older than us. Yeah, but I just don't think that that's a good like way to do things. So, for example, yeah, if you always, like, while you're with somebody, you get with somebody else and then break up with the person you're with, then you never have any time without having to put up with someone's shit. It's like you're literally always having to put up with someone's shit. It's like you're putting up with someone's shit that you don't want to be with. You get with someone else as a means to an end. But now you're putting up with their shit because you're in it. And you you can't now... Maybe your reason for changing is because this person's shit is more bearable than this person. So as you move up the ladder of, you know, less shitty people you date, you're dealing with less shit each time you change the person you're dating. But you never really get to know. Because whilst you're, whilst you're just trying to escape this situation, so you're just pushing yourself into this one. But I think if you had a bit of space in between... Then it's like you can like it's like it's like imagine you go from one job to another job. It's like you didn't get to have like any holiday in between there. You need to have some holiday in between there where you can just unwind and think about your life in it and think like what do you want and what do you not want? Yeah, but then what if this holiday ends up going on for too long and then I can't pay my bills the next month because I wanted to have that week of holiday, so I didn't line up my next job before I left this one. So now my rent's due. I think what we're talking about then, yeah, is you're living on the edge. So it's like you're you're living paycheck to paycheck or something like that, yeah. And if you leave this job next month, you ain't got no money. Whereas if you're like moving on point, yeah, then this it's is so good because you've actually taken the work analogy further. It's actually making sense. Keep going. That's yeah. Good. So if you was actually like a bit more like strategic with your peers, yeah, it's like you're not living paycheck to paycheck. It's like you could take a month off anyway and like you'd be all good. You could take a couple months off and you're all good. You- part of the all good is I know I'm getting paid at the end of this month. Even if I've got money saved, I know that I don't have to use it. I'm going to keep getting paid. It just depends on how much. So say, for example, if you've got 1,200,000 and for you to just not work for a whole year would be at most 30 grand, you can easily take that year off. Yeah, and you know within the year you'll you'll pattern something up. So it's like, but if you've only got two months worth of P, then yeah, you probably don't want to like go more than a month because then the month after that you're in the hole again. My point is, yeah, if we now reference it back to relationships, yeah, it's like if you've got more than your fill, yeah, and then some shit that you don't need, yeah, then it's like you can flip and take a month off in it. You don't <laughs> you don't need to flip and be jumping straight into the next relationship. Some people can't function while being single. Some people are petrified of being single. And in 2022, more so than ever, like you see the posts and they're like, if you have someone good, keep them. Because what's available out here for you now, you don't want to be dating. I think that's just pessimistic. Yeah, but people weren't pessimistic like that in the 90s when we were talking about that R&B love. It's because... This is what dating is now. If you found someone, keep them because people are not as good to date now as they were before. I don't know. I think what it is, yeah, it's like there's a giant used car market in it. And it's like... You know what's funny? I said used cars a week ago and mm. women hated it. I was like, 
I compared something to not test driving a used car. Go back to what you said. Anyway. But on. when I said used cars, I wasn't just talking about women. I was talking about guys as well. Yeah. I was just basically saying there's loads of people who have high mileage, yeah, like emotional mileage, okay. where it's like, yeah, if you're picking from like all of these like 200 plus miles, 200,000 plus miles, yeah, then it's like, yeah, it's going to be quite a fucking rough road, isn't it? You're getting that for being vehicle and it's not it's a bumpy ride isn't it because the engine's like been through it's fair share now if you're picking from loads of brand new cars nothing's wrong with them yeah it's, it's all good isn't it like but where does a person taking this back to dating who's in their 30s find a brand new, what is a brand new car for someone who's in their 30s and i think it's date? different for girls and guys it's very different for girls and guys. I'm listening. So a 30-year-old guy, he's he's got options, isn't it? Because it's like he's in his stride. Well, depending on who it is, isn't it? But the way a 30-year-old guy should be is that by then he's like worked it out. He's 30, isn't it? Like he's got his P's. He's got like whatever he's doing. And he's like patterned a couple of things up where it's like he's now finally getting to his value, isn't it? Like, all up until then, he wasn't really, like, valuable in the dating market, other than maybe his looks. But that doesn't really do much for guys. It does something for guys, but guys' value is more in their ability to provide and protect and all of them sort of things, you know. And so it's like it takes a guy longer to to get to his value, innit? Whereas... Girls are like born with their value, or like I don't know about born, but as soon as they become of age, they have their value in it. What do you mean by that? The things that a guy looks for in a girl is that she's like beautiful, um, she's like easy to be around, like she's um, she's not like. Doesn't that come bitter. later in life then? Not really. Being easier to be around. No, like the more the more the company. more stuff you've been through. The less like the more stuck in your ways you are, the more like the less willing to like follow, get on someone's program you are. The less like um, it's like let's say there's there's a girl that's like she's not been in like um, loads of relationships, and then there's a girl who has been in loads of relationships. The one who has been in loads of relationships, she's like she's just like she's seen it all before. She doesn't believe anything. There's no more like twinkle in her eye in it. There's no more. <laughs> there's no more like. What, the fairy tale's over? Yeah, pretty much. It's like she's been there, done that. She's got no time for any type of faith and belief that in anyone. Great, man. That sounds like That's what I want. I want to meet women who have, are done with the fairy tale. They've, they've tried it. They did relationships through their 20s and they're like, you know what? I realised that the Disney happy ending is no longer there. Let me just date and not expect anything like that. That would be perfect. That sounds like a good life. If what you're saying was true, dating would be perfect. And it's not. Well, otherwise it w- the problem is, yeah, that you imagine that those things are good qualities, but you're seeing that they're not good qualities. That's why dating's not perfect. Not- That's why they, if, if, for example, those things that I just said, yeah, were good things, yeah, you would be loving dating right now. Dating it's would some, be awesome. What you're saying you. sounds like they don't want to commit because they don't believe it's going to happen. It's not so. that they don't want to commit. It's that... They don't believe in anything and everything you say sounds like bullshit. It's yeah, like, so I just won't say anything. So 
they just don't believe in you. And it's like they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in the world. They just they're just like they have no they have no like belief in anything getting better. They just think it is where it is. And that's not a pleasurable person to be around. That's like you're you're around this person, yeah, who's just basically like a drain. They're just draining you, basically. And um anything you're trying to do, they're just they're like it's more of an inconvenience to them because they've been around five other dudes that were trying to do some other shit and it doesn't mean anything to them. So whereas if you're with someone who's still got the twinkle in their eye, <laughs> like you're trying to build something and they're on it. They're helping you build it. They're like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. That's a problem for me. They're trying to build something. I want them to not be trying to build anything. But them trying to build something is going to be where they start trying to push things in the direction I don't want it to go. You don't want them to have any expectations from you. No. And that makes me feel like you have no expectations for yourself. Like I have some crazy expectations of myself, innit? So it's like I'm my, my own worst critic or whatever. So it's um there's nothing like me her having expectations for me doesn't make me feel like, oh, this is loads of pressure. It's like I'm already pressured myself, innit? Like I'm on myself like harder than anyone could be on me. What do you mean by expectations from you though? Because what it sounds like you're saying she expects things from me. Like the person I'm dating. Yeah, the person you're dating expects you to be a hard working person, successful like oh no, that's fine. That's not things. things she's expecting from me. I thought you were talking about things she expects from me to give to her. She expects you to basically go out and conquer the world for her and the team. How is me conquering the world benefiting her? Because she's with you. She's like um, your biggest cheerleader or something. Cheerleader, I'll take. But team member, no. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> I'm on my own team. Cheerleader by all means. That's, I'm cool with that. You're my biggest fan and we... Yeah, but for her to be your biggest fan, she has expectations of you. When somebody's a fan of a football team, they expect them to win the league or whatever it is. No, they don't. They just like... Just go and just specifically for football fans, their mentality is, I've always supported them, therefore I'm always going to support them. They might not even think they're going to win anything. They might not even think they're going to win a single game. But they, they want just them don't to. Have, they would like them to. No, yeah. but they want them to. Yeah. It's like they're going into this thing hoping that they win. That's expectations. No, hoping it's, and expectations are quite different. Hoping is like, you know, we probably won't win, but it would be really nice if we did. Expectations are, do you know, we should beat these guys. That's expectations. I think there's just different levels of thought some fans are like they love to moan about their team like that's their whole thing that's the kick that they get out of being a fan they just want to say oh this team sucks oh i don't even know why i support them oh i'm just going to keep on supporting them though just because i love fucking complaining about everything that's a type of fan there's other fans here who are like fucking come on let's go like we can do it like we're gonna fucking smash them this year uh even though we never done it the last five times we're gonna fucking do it this time and we're gonna keep on and they, they have full faith and belief that they're gonna do it now i think the second fan is the best fan to have the other fan is just like a drain on your flipping on your system the fan i want is the fan that shows up and says i'm here to watch the game whatever happens happen yeah that's dead <laughs> as, as hopefully me, that's it's dead. a good game mm. if we win great if we don't hopefully it's a good game 
Yeah, I just think it's different, different minds, uh, different thoughts. But yeah, I, I would rather someone has expectations of me. It makes me do more because not only am I, not only do I um, have expectations for myself, I also, it's encouraging to know that you have people behind you that also have certain things that they, they see you doing, like they can see it, they believe it. Doing it for yourself. What's the difference? What do you mean? When you say expectation, because typically when people say someone has expectations in dating, what they mean is my expectations of what you need to do for me. So that's what I originally got from you saying. But it may also be what you need to do for yourself. It's like, for example, a girl who expects her guy to be an official dude, yeah? She's going to be very disappointed if he starts being a bum, innit? She's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? This is not who I decided, who I wanted to be with, innit? I didn't, ex- like, this is not what I signed up for. And if you don't sort yourself out, I'm rolling out. And that is an okay expectation to have because it's an expectation for yourself. You should not be a bum for yourself, right? Not for her. Like, you shouldn't be like, okay... I need to have a roof over my head so that this girl, like, you should just want to have a roof over your head for yourself. That's not what it sounds like when you say expect, expectation sounds more like he should do this, this and this for me. And this is where, that's what I meant when I said I don't want them to have expectations of me. For some reason, you're quite negative. And I don't know why. Only in dating. And it's not negative, it's... Guarded. Even like your football analogy. Like... You was talking about the fans that um, that don't, like, they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just here to watch, just to play, whatever. And it's like, that's not even, like, what I think of when I think of a football fan. But it's like, I think you, you're tapped into the negative side of things. In dating. But it's not negative. It's more that I've already negated the negative stuff with the things I do so that they don't affect me. I'm just explaining it. But you felt it necessary to negate the negative stuff. Yeah, because I know it's out there. So I'm like, what? what You're we very conscious of it being out there. That's the point. Like people who lock their front doors are conscious that there are robbers out there that break into, that would rob your house if it was unlocked. Just, yeah. There are people who never lock their doors. I will lock my door. I hear you. But there's just different types of people. There's people who just don't lock their doors. And... It's not the fact that they don't lock the door. That mean it's not that because they don't lock their door, they get robbed every day. And there's people who do lock their door and do get robbed. It's just different ways of thinking. Mine is called risk aversion. I don't want my house robbed, so I lock my door. It's not going to stop my my house from being robbed, but I think it will help reduce the risk. So I'll do that. I read this book once. Yeah, I think it's called The Secret of Secrets, something like that. It's not the secret book, yeah. But it's it's like some some guy, I can't remember what his name is, Osho or something like that, yeah. Some um Indian guy. And um it's basically some philosopher some philosophy book, isn't it? And there's like loads of different proverbs, isn't it? And like he one of the things that that like sticks into my mind, yeah, about what he's like I, it was a really long book and it was probably the longest book I've ever read uh read. And um one of the things that he said, yeah, is basically if you focus on being rich 
Like, um, if you constantly focus on being rich, yeah, at the same time you're focusing on being rich, yeah, you're also focusing on being poor, innit? Because they're two ends of the same stick, innit? It's like rich is only rich in comparison to being poor, innit? So they're both the same. Like, if you focus on one thing, you're also focusing on the other thing at the same time. Okay. So to think a lot about um, one side, yeah, you're also thinking about the other side, but it's just what you choose to highlight. You think I think about it. Mm. There's, I do the things I talk about automatically without having to think about it. So I just have to, like I say, explain them just to, for the purpose of answering questions. Mm. But I don't think about it. I don't think about a girl not turning up for a date. I just make another plan so that if she doesn't, then I know what I'm doing. But I'm not, I don't have to think about that. I don't think about, no, a girl ghosting me. I just have in mind, okay, I'm seeing other people. So what? Go. Peace. Mm. I, I, I don't date multiple people thinking this is because if one of them ghosts, she'll be, I just do it. And if one of them happens to ghost, then she won't be missed as much as she would be if that was my only girl mm. that I was dating. Mm. I would be dating a, one girl, yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm comfortable with that. And there is a possibility that things go completely left and one of these horrible scenarios that you described, yeah, happens, yeah. And like, yeah, I'll be hurt. Like, it would have, it would make me feel fucked up. But um, I'll handle it. Like, I handle everything. Like, it will just be like, I'll be, I'll be done with that relationship and I'll be on to another relationship. It's like, to me... If that's not a reason to not do it Imagine What I said um, You said that I think about things You know negatively mm. in terms of dating Do you think I'm being negative When I lock my front door Or do you think it's just a routine Every time I leave my house I close the door behind me and lock it It's literally part of my Leaving the house routine I'm mm. not thinking Let me make sure the door's locked Because I don't want to get robbed today I, I just locked the door mm. That's the level of thought that goes into... Yeah, no. Stuff like locking the door, yeah, is... Yeah, that's just part of your routine, walking out the door. But if... When bad times in your conversation, yeah, you made the point that <laughs> you need to lock your door, innit? Like, because no, I've mentioned locking my door about six times today. <laughs> yeah, but you're using it as like a reference right. point for right. the other stuff you want to say yeah. just normally. I don't know why, yeah, but I think you're very aware of the negative possibilities of a lot of things and they kind of they kind of steer your decisions these the negative things make as opposed to like the possible positives yeah the possible negatives make you risk aversion they make you do certain things and it's like you've structured your life in a way to to negate some of the effects of these things Imagine saying that I'm gonna. The seatbelt's not even a good enough example. It still goes back to locking your door. Once locking your door becomes such a routine, you don't have to think about your house being robbed. And this is how it works for me. I've call it programming, self program myself to work in a way where nothing that happens in any dating scenario is going to surprise or affect me because I'm immune to it all because I've already put protections in place mentally mm. that are going to stop it from affecting me. I think the core that I'm trying to get to, yeah, by like 
I'm basically setting the tone, yeah. All of these things I'm saying, yeah, like about how negative you are, yeah, is setting the tone to ask you why. Has something happened? Like, has has, has a girl that you did once really, like, did she cheat on you? Did something happen that made you feel like, okay, I am very aware of this being a possibility now? No, I just realised that I was doing things in a way that weren't ideal and figured out better ways of doing them. And as a result, I'm like, okay, this prevents this from happening. This prevents me from wasting too much time on someone where nothing's actually going to come out of it. So I just leave that at that. I've got an early indication that this ain't going anywhere. I'm out rather than... I've got an early indication this ain't going anywhere, but let me stick with it for a bit and see. So have you done that? What do you mean? Before this new philosophy of life you have? No, I've... No, because if it was... If I thought like that... All right. I'm going to give a recent example, yeah? I took a girl's number, mm. messaged her a little bit, and then asked um, asked if she was free on a certain day. And she didn't answer the question. She didn't say yes or no. She said, Where what have you going? got in mind? Mm. Now, some people, there's different ways you can handle that, right? My automatic response to that was delete the chat. You told her to delete? No, no, no. I delete the chat. That's it. I delete the chat. If she messages me back, cool. Some message will appear and the rest of the chat will be gone. But this conversation is going nowhere. So... Let's just delete the chat. I don't want to scroll through it and see that annoying message. So I'm just going to leave, delete the chat. That's it. It's gone. And she's out of my head from that moment on. That example you just said, yeah, is quite telling. It's like, but I don't know exactly what it tells, but it tells something. So let me, let me tell you the parts that are like sticking out to me. yeah? Yeah. One of the things, yeah, is that you had a certain answer you wanted to hear back. You wanted to hear yes or no. And and if you heard a no, you probably wanted to hear no, but maybe this day or this day, if that works for you. I want to hear whatever her answer is. I have nothing, no okay. answer in mind. Okay. But her answer is going to dictate the next part of this conversation. Okay. But there will be a favorable answers and there will be answers that are not favorable. And the fact that you got one of the answers that are not favorable made you want the conversation to not exist. You yeah. didn't ever want to see that conversation again. No. Something about that stands out to me. I don't want to go back to it, see it and think, maybe I handled that wrong. I don't want, I get rid of the evidence. And then it's there, it's, it's gone, it's out of mind. And I know I've stopped myself from ever messaging back. Okay, so that explanation also says, certain, there's certain things that stand out in that explanation. So, <laughs> you, so that sounds to me as well, you're, you have the tendency to do that and you have to do some sort of preemptive strike to stop yourself from doing that. I will stop myself from doing things that I don't want to do, yeah. But if you didn't do that, you would, and you would regret it I don't afterwards. think I would, but there's a chance and I'd rather not have the chance there. To delete it would be, it's like, I don't know, it's like it's a, it's a, I'm conf- it's, I'm conflicted in it with myself, and it? it's like part of me wants to and part of me doesn't want to. 
or part of me might want to at some time in the future. And so to make sure that part of me that wants to in the future doesn't get its way, let me delete it now while I know I don't want to talk to her again mm. so that whatever I, I don't have the option to do it. How do you know that if you, if you said to her, I don't know, I just want to chill with you, innit? Let's see what happens. That she would have not been on it. She probably would have been because saying what did you have in mind means she is free that day, right? Otherwise, what's the point in asking? It means that she's maybe playing a bit hard to get. Slightly hard to get. It's like, but she's not even playing overly hard to get. She's playing slightly hard to get. It seems a bit over the top to block her for that or to just completely delete the conversation and basically ghost her and never talk to her ever again. Imagine my way of thinking is I will meet someone. I, I meet enough people that when I ask them when they're free, they say, yeah, they, they just say, yeah, I'm free. Um, and then on the day, I'll message them a time and a place and we go there. It happens too often for me to feel like I need to deal with that. It's not that you need to deal with it. It's just it's different personalities. It's like, why are you... It's not personality. It's... I don't think it's their personality. I think it's their... How can I put it? It's what matters to them about what I'm asking. So imagine this this scenario, yeah? Person A, I ask her, are you free Friday? She says, yeah, I'll see you Friday. Person B says, if we're doing something I want to do, then I'll see you Friday. I'm thinking person A has a genuine interest in me and person B wants me to take them somewhere good. So I'll date person A. And so I'd like to just filter out every person that resembles person B straight away by doing what I did in this example. I feel like those are very narrow possibilities and there's actually a lot more possibilities than that. So, for example, person A might be the type of person who is just always looking to do anything that anyone asks them to do. Person B... And are they going to also always be looking to do anything I ask them to do? Yeah, because but okay, you're not special. Good. You're, they're doing whatever anyone I wants to do. I don't care what they do. Whereas, cool with me. Whereas person B might want to go out with you and they might really like you, but they're a bit more self-conscious and they feel like maybe you'll think that they're, you'll think less of them if they don't at least give the slight impression that they're a little bit hard to get. And it's like person B might be a much better person than person A, but because person A is just willing to do whatever at any given time, you've now chosen them, but you've missed out on person B who literally needed the slightest bit, just one more message, and you would have been exactly in the same position if with a better person. Um, you said self-conscious. I don't know if I have the capacity to deal with that level of issue where she feels like I have to present myself a certain way for this person. Like, that's obviously not natural. Otherwise, she would just naturally do it. She has to put something on to make sure that I look at her the right way she wants me to look at her. Yeah, like wearing makeup, like wearing certain clothes, like loads of things that people do. It's one thing to have to do that with your physical appearance. It's another thing to have to do it with your messages that you're sending via text. To someone I, you don't really know. Yeah, I have to message him a certain way to make sure he thinks of me the certain way you should just send the message naturally how you feel to send it for me. I think this highlights a kind of negative outlook on things because you could just as easily look at the same scenario in a more positive way. 
but you don't. I've not looked at it it's negative either. I've just looked at yeah, it but as you, that's the end of this. You've basically assumed that the person asking for one more message yeah, is like somehow not into you. If this was the first time I'd ever done it, I'd say there was an assumption. Now it's more automatic. I've asked the question. I've got a response that my usual response to is this conversation is over. So this conversation is over. Like all the other conversations that have gone this way. It's just the same. So this same scenario has happened multiple times. Yeah. And I put it down to they're not for me. It's an easy way of figuring out if someone's for me or not. How they answer that question. The ones who don't answer it that way, who answer it the way, person A way, yeah, where they're just like, yeah, let's go out. What happens with that? I think they're the ones that will get the most of my attention. The people who, when I ask to give a straight answer, yeah, I'm free that day, or no, they're not, can we do this other day? Rather than, where do you want to take me on that day? Because depending on whether or not I like the place you want to take me to, I'm going to decide if I'm free or not. Because my head says, okay, that means that your reason for coming is where we're going. You want to know that you're going somewhere you want to go. And with the other person, when they just say, yeah, I'm free, that means their reason for coming to see me is me. I'm the reason. I've asked if you're free. You want to see me that day, so you're free that day. And you've just said, yeah, I'm free. So have you ever had it where they said, yeah, I'm free? And then they still don't end up meeting up. Occasionally, but rarely. Them saying, yeah, I'm free, is just an answer, isn't it? It doesn't mean that it's... It's just the answer that you're comfortable with hearing. And the other one I'm is something you're not comfortable answers. hearing. It's just that one means the conversation ends and one means the conversation continues. That's all. I'm happy either way. It's a bit like, I don't know, overly defensive. It's like, because the second person, you might not necessarily even have to go down the path they, they that you think they want you to go down like you think that they want you to say some particular place and then for them to deem whether that's acceptable to them or not that might not be the desired response they might want you to have something a bit more to you than oh are you free on this day they might want you to be like i don't know i'll see what i'll see like i just want to like let's link up in it we'll see what we do in it like you might not have to give a particular answer but they're just trying to act. It's just a bit of like back and forth, little banter or whatever, a little bit of tease, like whatever it is, yeah, however you would describe that, where it's like, it's just not as straightforward as, are you free? Yes. It's like a bit more, an extra layer to it. It's like you haven't actually specified a particular location. They haven't deemed what's acceptable, what's not. You've just basically spoke a little bit longer and the same result happens anyway. So it seems a bit like overly presumptuous to just block it and the presumption is basically that it has to be a certain narrative that is not confirmed or denied it might not be i don't know what it is but i also don't have the desire to find out once i see that answer i'm like okay this isn't what i'm looking for it's not for me and that's the end i don't think anything more of it i don't think oh she must want me to take her somewhere i just think delete the text delete mm. the conversation mm. like i don't have all of those layers of thought mm. You make it seem like I'm really thinking about this stuff. I'm really not. It's a very automatic decision. Have you ever been cheated on? I can't confirm it. I have suspicions that I have. I can't confirm it. Mm. Have you ever been ghosted? Many, many times. Mm. I think this is the core of it. This is where <laughs> no. it comes from. Surely. I don't, I don't care about being ghosted. No, but... The fact that you have been ghosted many, many times, using your words, 
<laughs> that that makes me think that I get that's ghosted why you're more now because of how I handle things now. Yeah, so that makes me think you're hypersensitive to anything that feels like someone's gonna ghost you. You just ghost them first, so that it's like you don't. No, get it's more like I get ghosted more now because I don't do the stuff that you know that maybe you're suggesting I do, and they would rather I'd put. I'm not suggesting you do anything. I'm just saying, why don't you play the game? It's like you're you're you you don't play the game. You're just it's one way, and that's it. You're super rigid with this particular way it has to be. But and I imagine that being that way limits the type of girl you will ever be able to link up with, and it will only be the type of girl that I don't want. Maybe that you don't want. Also, maybe that it's like I don't know. She's just it's just someone that. Would anyone can get sort of thing? Why don't you get girls that it takes something more to get? What do you mean by that? So if, for example, you just say, oh, yeah, you talk to someone who, so a complete stranger, you ask them, are you free on this day? They say yes, off the bat. That hasn't taken much skill. That hasn't taken much, no game. That hasn't taken no style. That hasn't taken anything other than the way you look. Because your picture, I'm guessing they can see your picture or something like that. Or, I'll take that. They they want me for my looks. Cool. Yeah, just the way you look. Yeah, but and you a have a little to, bit of conversation yeah. we've had before I've asked them for that day. Yeah, which I can only imagine is very minuscule. Like barely. Let's say any. a fifteen minute phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A video chat if I met them online. Okay. Still fifteen minutes ish, maybe twenty. Okay, maybe less. Probably. <laughs> if it's less, it's probably because I didn't want to keep talking to them and then I wouldn't ask them out okay. on a date. So you spoke to them 15 minutes. Maybe 20. Maybe 20. Yeah. Probably 15. <laughs> and you've asked them, are you free on this day? Now, um, they've seen your face or seen the way you look, heard the way you talk and they're good to go. Like I feel like men are normally quite in touch with reality, more in touch with reality than I would say. When I say that, it's like, Girls typically like rate themselves a lot higher just because they're in this like echo chamber where girls are all telling each other that they're beautiful and all this sort of stuff in it. Whereas guys are just quite like direct with each other and we're direct with ourselves in it. So you have to know, yeah, that like your, your level of attraction, your level of, of uh, voices and speaking or whatever, you have to know that you're not like same like me. Like I, I'm not like, the best looking guy in the world. I'm not like, I ain't got like the best voice in the world where it's like girls hearing me talk and then straight away they're just like doing whatever I say. Like I'm hypnotizing them or something. It's like I'm just a, like I'm a, de- I'm a decent looking guy. I can speak, but I'm not like that. To me, yeah, there's loads of other guys who are as decent looking as me or better looking and they can speak as well as me or speak better than me. It's just, there's obviously guys that can do a lot worse, but. The fact that there's loads of guys, it's the fact that I'm not like the top guy in looks and I'm not the top guy in speaking yeah, for 15 minutes. That <laughs> that makes me think that any girl that that's all it took, yeah, then there's it could have just as easily been any other dude as well. Now, if it's like if it's like I've just asked a question like, oh, what are you are you free on this day, yeah? If it's less than 15 minutes, if I haven't spoken to them on the phone, I've literally just done a couple messages on on some dating app or something, yeah. 
And I'm like, are you free on this day? And then they say, whatever. They say, um, what would you want to do or whatever? I wouldn't block them, yeah, because I'd feel like I still, like, I still got to add a couple, like, add some spice on it, and it put a little bit of pepper on it. Like, do you know what I mean? Let my personality come through a bit more. And then they'll know if they like me or not. Do you know what I mean? Because I haven't even, they haven't even seen me yet. They haven't, don't even know me yet like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like my best qualities takes more than 15 minutes or a few conversations to even get to know me like that. So it's like, I don't think anyone could even make a fair assessment on, of me with such little framework. You don't think a woman can decide if she wants to go on a first date with you or not? Just a date. I'm just talking about going on a first date with you after a 15 minute video call. I don't imagine, yeah, that every single time you've asked this question, yeah, that it's been after a 15 minute conversation. What do you mean? I think, yeah, that maybe sometimes it's been a 15 minute call, yeah, but then maybe sometimes it's been a couple messages and you're like, yeah, what are you saying on this particular day? My effort level will depend on my attraction to the woman. Yes. And their effort level will depend on their attraction to me. And that's kind of the point I'm making. If their attraction to me, based on everything, our 15-minute call, my looks, is enough that, you know what, they would like to meet me, then when I ask if they're free on a certain day, they'll say, yeah, they're free that day. Now, your way of thinking would have me think, okay, that means they're free for anyone. I don't have to be... You know, the upper echelon, that how you described it, I don't have to have the best 15-minute phone call out there. It just happened to be one that she enjoyed. What I'm saying, yeah, is that had you, had some other dude done the exact same thing, he would be doing it, isn't it? It's like there's nothing that differentiates you from the other dude who's similar looks, similar conversation. Who's going to have a similar conversation to me? Well, if the conversation is just basic conversation, yeah, because... I remember you saying you don't really even like talking to girls on the phone, but after the first date, even before, because remember, I'm like we like the the premise of it of you saying that it was basically that, or the the context That's why of you minutes, saying it. These people are talking on the phone for two hours and really long times on the phone. Yeah, so I was basically saying before I even like start dating a girl, yeah, I know who they are in it, and you were saying. You can never know who someone is before you. You don't. You don't even talk to them really like that. You'll find, you'll get to know them once you go on a date. Yeah. So with that context, yeah. I'm imagining that you're basically talking to these girls. Yeah, not really getting to know them. Right. They're not really getting to know you, cool. and you're you ready to cut them off like like quick. All right. The 15 minute phone call. You're right. It's not me trying to get to know them. It's not me trying to know who they are, the ins and out. What I'm checking for is does a conversation between us flow. Because if a conversation between me and her flows, if there's chemistry, then this will be a good date. We can talk like this on the date. I don't need, to, you said you want to get to know them on the phone. I just want to know how a conversation between us goes, what the chemistry is like and what it would be like for me and her sitting somewhere having a conversation on a date. And the phone call is just a little feeler version of that. Mm. Yeah. So no, I'm not getting to know them on the phone. But I'm having the conversation. And we can only on the assume phone. that they're not getting to know you on the phone. No, but they're also checking the same thing. Is this yeah. someone they want to go on a date with and sit and talk to? Girls are more selective than guys are. So if you're not getting to know her and she's not getting to know you, it's it's not surprising to me that she's not so quick to jump the second you say, Oh, are you free on this day? 
Like maybe it takes a bit more getting to know you because they're so much, they're more selective. Then and I'm going to be selective and say, I can just date someone who does say, yeah, they're free on this day. I get that. But what I'm saying is, what type of girls are not being selective? What type of girls are just They are being selective. They're picking to go on a date with me based on... And Nothing, this is, again, basically. Based on my looks and our conversation and, as I call it, our chemistry. It's selective. They could get on the phone to another guy and the conversation could be dull and boring or just not... They could feel like they're talking to, you know, their friend rather than someone that they would date, whatever it is. You make it sound like all 50-minute phone calls are made equally or that everyone perceives the same 15-minute phone call the same. If your intentions in the 15-minute conversation is not to get to know them and you're also not, like, it's not a getting to know each other conversation, it's literally some sort of small talk and then get into the question of what are you saying on this particular day? Then okay. if that's if that's the context of the 15-minute conversation, then it's not surprising to me if a girl would be like, hmm, I think I need a bit more than that before I can make that decision. Especially if she's a girl who's selective, which most girls should be really, because I think girls are... It's higher, it's higher stakes for girls than it is for guys. Imagine that this works for me, yeah? Let's say, let's give, um, let's say it works 50% of the time, right? I can approach and meet enough women that if 50% of the time this is going to work, I can just keep doing that and I could not do anything more to get to know them before the date. I just date the women who don't want anything more than the 15 minute phone call. If the 15 minute phone calls are consistently getting me dates, why do I need to do more? It just boils down to what types of dates. So it's like, if... That's the next uh, defensive so, layer. Yeah, so so I feel like if um, if there's a girl, yeah, in the local area that anyone who moves to her, she's down. She'll do whatever, like, she's on it. She'll go to their yard, stay over, whatever the deal is. Anyone who moves to her, she's on it. If you happen to bump into that girl and start talking to her, she would be on what you're saying. And to you, that would be a win. Like, yeah, she's acceptable to me because she's up, she's doing everything I say. But there might be another girl who isn't going, like anyone who moves to her, they're not, she's not having it. But if the right guy moves to her and says the right things, yeah, she'll, she'll, be, she'll be on it. You're not, even, you're not even entertaining that girl. So you would only entertain... I am. If, it's, if, if me approaching her and saying what i say happens to be right for her then so be it but you're not saying anything special <laughs> you're literally not even getting to know them that's the point it's like if you was trying to get to know them and you was actually like dropping some real game and all of that yeah then fair enough but you're not you're not trying to do that you don't even want to really talk to them you just want to like get to the date so you can get to know them yeah so you're not going to get to the date unless she's the girl that is just down for whatever for anyone. In your eyes, in my eyes, the women who have a genuine interest in me, whether they're down for whatever number of guys it is or not, it could just be me. It could be a handful of guys, but I happen to make that handful of guys for whatever reason. She's attracted to me. She enjoyed our conversation. Like you've made a wild assumption that if I meet a woman and she enjoys our 15 minute phone call and likes the way I look, 
that she's open to anyone. And that's a wild assumption. No, that I'm saying, made. yeah, if she can't say anything that it makes it a little bit tricky, unless you're going, otherwise you're going to block her, then she's she you you're only accepting girls who are just only on it, no matter what. Like they're not they're not going to ever say anything that makes it a little bit tricky. But men are conquerors. We're like we're you're supposed to be able to finesse your way through and work out like what the real thing is. Like you're, you're, there's, it's like you might hear them like act like they're not on it, but then there's a way, there's a pattern in it. There's a way. Like how many, like how many times, yeah, has the world said you can't have a certain thing, yeah, and then you have that thing because you just you you made your way into that, but it's like you're basically saying I'm not prepared to make do anything. It's like at the door they better be willing to give me whatever, otherwise I'm not even interested. Which is, I think, is a bit much. All I'm asking for is for them to agree to go on a date with me. That's all I'm asking, right? In fact, I'm not even asking. I'm just asking them if they're free on a day. I'm not asking for a lot. Are you free on this day? And all they're saying is, what do you want to do? And you're blocking them. <laughs> Which is like, Jesus. Like I said, it's a, it's a filtering process. If I can imagine you meet more people than you can date. You have to get rid of, you have to thin the herd. So we do that. Are you free on a certain day? But surely there's better ways to thin it. If you're looking for quality rather than quantity. If you're looking for quantity rather than quality, then that makes perfect sense. I'm looking for some combination of both. (laughs) How can I put this? I like the quantities between, you know, three and five. And then once you're at three and five, it's like, okay, how can I get a better three to five then the free that so you you know you start with what you when have when you say three and five are you saying out of ten no 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 as in the quantity of three to five three to five girls in rotation is that what you're saying sure yeah that okay. sounds like like ideal to me once you're there then you can start thinking okay now this three to five they're not all nines and tens so let me try and get some nines and tens in the mix and I think the core of it here was basically that I was getting the the sense that you was being quite negative about a lot of different relationship scenarios in like, not just in the com- today's conversations, but just in conversations I've heard of you in when you're streaming conversations I've heard of you on your podcast stuff. Um, just different things. Yeah. have made me think Aaron's quite negative. I don't know why he's so negative. Let me find out. Let me ask only him. Only about dating though. Yeah, only about dating. So the, like we kind of got to me trying to ask you what's happened. Has something bad happened? Has there been like some girl you fell in love with, your your first ever love? And What if it's not about me? What if I'm the guy that sees what everyone else is doing wrong and I'm like, this is why it's going wrong for you. So let me tell you why it's going wrong for you. Because I think it's more that than anything else. For example, I'm going to use another example. I look at these, um, you know, when guys post text exchanges between them and girls and there's, I'm seeing a lot of these like over the last two, three weeks and guys are like, why did she stop messaging me? Why did she ghost me? Why did she block me? And the answer is simple because you're texting back and forth and it's boring. If you had text instead of that whole conversation, you had asked her out on a date, I bet she would have said yes and you would have gone on a date. But because you want to text back and forth, which is boring, I'll repeat it again, 
that's why she ghosted you. You're asking her how her day was. She worked. And then you're asking how work was. Work was, I'm at home now trying not to think about work. But cool, she'll answer you. Eventually, the conversation's going to end. Back and forth texting is just not productive. Ask them for a date instead. You'll get better results sending the first text like I have saying, are you free on Friday? Then you will asking how her day was, asking how work was, and then asking what she's going to do that evening after work or any kind of crap like that that you're doing. And this is what I'm, I know it sounds like it's all about me, but it's really not. Where where did the cheap dates and wild DMs come from? Other guys posting receipts saying, look, I spent £300 on dinner with this girl and she ghosted me. And me saying, then don't spend £300 on a date. Go on a cheap date. And if she ghosts you, you've not lost that much money. And if she turns up to the cheap date, she's probably interested in you and not going to ghost you. There you go. Yeah, that's where it all comes from. It's definitely not me. I think you're tapped in to all of the negative aspects of dating. I'm trying to help people who are and and I, and I think maybe maybe that's your niche, isn't it? Like the the negative aspects of dating and highlighting them and explaining how to avoid them and how to get the best out. Of yeah, them. all the dynamics of it. Yeah. I'm not tapped into that at all. I don't care about the negative aspects of dating. I care about what I want my life to be and what I imagine a good life is. And that's, that's what I'm tapped into. I don't I don't even, like the idea that I would care about some guys posting receipts no, and all of this stuff. I want to give people <laughs> advice who are having problems in dating yeah, because guys are having problems in dating and I know why and I can see why when they send me their scenarios and I can advise them and that's what I want to do. I feel like you only fall into these traps here yeah, and start sending, like, start getting ghosted and start, like, sending all these messages and, like, posting receipts and all this stuff, yeah. When, like, you're not confident in yourself. Like you don't, you don't believe your own hype here. Yeah? So you're just, you're basically like a guy that sends a girl, like that takes a girl out and then she's not on it. And then he now posts a receipt. It's like, he's done something that's not right for him. And he's like, he's gone out of it. He's gone out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Taking this girl on a date. Yeah. Expected a certain outcome and it's not gone the way he wanted it. So now he's having to cry about it. Like that guy, like, the only thing I can say to him, yeah, is, bro, why are you worried about... How much did you spend? What, 60 quid or something? Like, no, these are close to 300 pounds. Okay, you spent 300 pounds on a date. It's like, if that's like... If that's like your, you you got your wages, yeah, and that was all your money, yeah, and you've spent it on a flipping date, brother, it's like, what did you want? Like, you you expected to just take this girl to this 300 thing, yeah, and what, you's gonna, you're just gonna guarantee sex because of yes, that? Yes, that's what they were hoping for. Yeah, bro, go to a brothel. Go to a brass house. Like, it's nothing. It's like, go to one of these places, yeah, spend, like, however much it is. <laughs> Don't encourage prostitution in any form. Bro, no, the point is, yeah, it's like, yeah. if that's basically what they're doing, they're, like, if they think, yeah, that they're gonna spend 300 pound and then guarantee sex, that's what's that's pro- that is prostitution. Yeah. Except it's just some retarded way of looking at it. So if they want to do that, just go the flipping actual normal route of doing it, yeah, and do it do it like the flipping way that it the way I that it actually is acceptable. Either pay for it or earn it because the girl actually likes you for exactly. you, right? And that's my solution. Find out you need to figure out if the girl likes you for you or not. And that's what the cheap date does. It saves you the money that you were gonna waste and it gets rid of the women who want free expensive dates. So now or, you're only going on dates of women that are genuinely interested in you. Yeah. Or instead of just like like being on spending like instead of doing like fifty cheap dates, yeah, that amounts to you still spending a, a substantial amount of money on 
having sex with random girls, yeah? Why don't you just sort your life out? Like, just get yourself together. Like, whatever it Why is. Why is their life not sorted their out? Their life is obviously not sorted out. Like, they, for Why? them, for that to be their, their situation, yeah, where it's like, they've either got to spend £300 on a one date, yeah, and then be bare butthurt about it, or they've got to just make sure they're going on cheap dates with anyone who would accept it so they can get sex, yeah. And maybe still not, not even get people it. But they're interested. Yeah, but if they it's, don't get it, they yeah. haven't spent the money. So yeah, so if that's their life, yeah, they just need to sort themselves out. Like they, what they need to be doing, yeah, get a gym membership, go gym, like start patterning yourself up, like sort your career life out. If that means that you have to start doing a certain thing and work your way up, whatever it is, start doing that, innit? Whether that means you need to be working two jobs, do it, innit? Whatever you got to do, work for however long. If you got to work 60 hours, 80 hours a week, do it, innit? Get your game on point, yeah, so that you can actually look at yourself in the mirror, yeah, and know you've got good money in the bank. You got enough money to buy everything you want. You can wear nice clothes. You look, you, you feel yourself. You look smart. You look, you got, you look handsome. You got like some muscles about you. You, you, you can, you can defend yourself if it came down to it. You walk down the street with some confidence. Like you got your chest out. Like you feel like you're, you're the man now, isn't it? Now, you, you get yourself to that position, then, bruv, girls will be trying to like they'll be sending you all types of signals, bruv. You, you won't have to be on dating apps doing whatever. You just be walking down the road and girls will be giving you bare face, bruv. It's like. You just need to sort your life out and your life will sort you out. That's what it boils down to, isn't it? You don't need to be trying to do cheap dates. You don't need to be whoa, trying to no, do objection, objection. expensive dates. That guy needs to do cheap dates more because he's going to become a target for women that want to use him for his money because he has the money. He needs to do it more than someone like me needs to do it because you've got the money. You don't know who's genuinely interested in you or not. They'll come on the date. You can afford it. So, you know, who cares? And you're going to waste more of your time going on dates with people that aren't interested in you who just want a free dinner because you have the money to do it so you don't care you start doing cheap dates now then you're gonna be like oh he has the money but he ain't spending it on me so what's that doing for me and then she's gone when you start to respect yourself yeah you start to only accept certain things in your life isn't it you're not just getting with just any girl just because she wants to go on a date you're getting with girls that you actually choose now you choosing a girl you wanna you wanna go out somewhere nice, innit? It's like what we like what I said before, innit? It's like if you're actually choosing a girl, that's like you you wanna shoot a real shot and you wanna take her somewhere nice. And it's not just about the girl, it's about you as well. Like what? Are you supposed to live your whole life only doing cheap things? That's a cheap that's not a good mentality. You need to be no, the type no, of person cheap who goes dates out. Are for the first dates. Yeah. Once the girl's certain like and you've got money, who cares? But you you thin the herd out. By making the dates It cheap. don't need to be a herd, bruv. This is the thing. It don't need to be How some... How are you choosing? You're choosing because whilst you're patterning up yourself, yeah, and your life is getting on point, yeah, and you're you're an official person, you're proud of yourself, you're walking with some pride and confidence, yeah, then you you of the girls that are trying to move, like they're trying to move around you, they're trying to send you all types of signals, yeah, you pick... You, but before you pick, you start talking, innit? And you just, you talk. Because whilst you're getting yourself together, it's not just girls that are going to be talking to you. It's guys, it's everyone's going to be trying to talk to you because people like a winner. They like talking to people who are doing stuff, innit? Now, as you're talking to people, you get to know who they are, innit? Now, whilst you're talking to um, these girls and they're telling you about um, whatever, like, it's not every time you're talking to them, you're trying to chop. It's like you're just talking to them because you're just that guy that people just want to talk to. Now you're just talking to these girls and you see something about one of them that you like 
shoot a real shot, innit? You don't have to be like going on cheap date, like worrying about, oh, does she like me? Does she not? You know she likes you. You're an official guy, innit? Don't. You still don't. Bro, if you're an official guy, you know when a girl likes you, innit? If you're, if you're like just laying in the cut, wait, like you're not People sure. People are great actors when they want something from you. And when you have money, you're going to meet even more of these great actors. She's going to act like she likes you so she can get a free handbag. The idea, yeah, that like, like girls that like guys with money, yeah, only like guys because they have money. That doesn't make any sense. Like the reality of it is girls that like guys with money like guys who go and get it. They like guys who have certain characteristics that would make them have money. It's like if you're a confident, assertive go-getter, yeah, girls are gonna like you. If I'm not that's talking who you about are. them liking him because he has money. I'm talking about them going on dates with him because he has money. It's two different things. Like they're going on a date, they don't like him, but they got something to gain by going on the date. For starters, he needs yeah. to filter them out. Most people can sense when someone just likes them, innit? and when someone just is trying to get something out of them. Now, if you can't sense that, then you need to go back to school in it because these things you should learn this early. Like that, these these are just basics. Especially if you're growing up from the ends, whatever, you should know these things, innit? Yeah, but as you learn it, and as guys in general learn it, the actors have to get better at acting because they still want to dupe guys into buying them free handbags. I, I don't know. There, there's different types of people in it, and like, it's not every girl that even cares about handbags like that. It's like some girls just like the guy in it, and they don't particularly want anything. They just they want to be with the guy, and that's if you're an official guy. You have choices in it. You have a choice between that type of girl or you have a choice between a girl that you have to buy handbags and whatever. You don't know who's who. It People show themselves. They show themselves like even without even trying to. They just accidentally show themselves. If you and and as if you're a guy who has options, you make your choices in it. You choose who you want in it. And I don't think that the solution to bumping into like fake people or whatever is to like lessen your levels and make you basically someone who goes to cheap dates you shouldn't do that lessening your levels what you're actually saying is i'm a higher level i don't need to spend money on you for you to like me me being me is enough whether i have the money or not is irrelevant you're coming on a date because i'm me and i'm someone you want to go on a date with because you like me for me when you increase the price of the day you're actually doing the opposite you're saying that i'm less significant therefore let me put more into the date to make that the reason you're coming because i'm not that good a reason to come but maybe this fancy restaurant will make you want to turn up or wherever it is they're taking you that sounds good it's like overcompensation it's It's like i'm not the most spectacular person but we're going to a concert so yeah she'll turn up there's levels to everything there's the guy in the ends, there's a guy, there's the guy in the hood who's like, who's got really nothing going on. And if he goes out for a meal, he's hitting Morley's or something, or he's going to flipping roosters or he's going to like, whatever, like Dixie chicken, whatever it is. Yeah. That's his, like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat out today. The guy who's not really got much going on in it. There's levels. The guy who's flipping, who's, who's like most of the time he's just in the city, he's going to like somewhere else, isn't he? He's going to some nice restaurant, wherever it is, yeah. But it's like, even if he's just popping in, this place that he's, the things that he's buying just on a casual one, is just more expensive. It just is where it is. Now, to a cheap date to someone who's in the poor class, yeah, 
is going to be a lot cheaper than a cheap date to someone who's in a rich class. It just is what it is. It's like, so the idea that someone who's in a rich class, yeah, should have to go to a poor class, poor date. Like, it's just, it just don't make any sense. It's like, there's just levels. It's not that, oh, the, the rich guy is somehow, he's lessening himself because he's going to a place that he would just naturally go to. It's like, my point is that if you make yourself, if you, if you work hard on yourself, yeah, you will be on a certain level anyway, with or without the girl. Now, you being with the girl, you taking the girl out on a date, yeah, naturally, she's going to be going somewhere that she likes because you go to places that people like. Like, it is what it is. That's just what you do. Now, it doesn't mean that because you've taken her somewhere that she likes that you're somehow less because she, you could have taken her somewhere she doesn't like. That's like, it's like quite a, that's like a false narrative. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It's like, you might go to some, wherever, you might go to some steakhouse, innit? To you, it's a cheap date. It's like, what, 20 quid on each meal? It's nothing. It's a steakhouse. It's like, who cares? It's like, or 30 quid on each meal. And like, you bought a few drinks, whatever. The bill was like 150 at the end of the day. That could easily be a cheap date. And that is a cheap date to a lot of people. Now, that could be, top end to some people it's just levels and like yeah so you don't have to go on cheap dates you should just only be with people you want to be with and you should also only do things that that you do but a guy needs to understand that in this world there's no inherent value for a guy it's not that you're just born and you're just now worth loads of shit unless you happen to be born into a rich family but most guys are just born and you have to earn, you have to make money, and you have to go and become valuable. Now, you shouldn't waste time where you're supposed to be becoming valuable. You shouldn't be wasting time with bare, like, worthless fucking shit. Like, loads of flipping, just, like, being with, like, people you don't like, going to places you don't like, doing all of this stuff. Like, take five years off of that, innit? And put them five years into your success, innit? Into your... Don't go thing. crazy. What do you mean? From from not having, let's just be real, from not having sex in five years, I don't know how long into it, but at some point they'll just, whatever they're trying to do to make money, the depression from not having sex is going to make them stop anyway. I'm not saying you don't have to have sex. Oh, I'm just saying you don't have to be fucking having sex every five seconds. It's like you could easily, you could easily just get it here and there whenever, like on a, on a random and like not, never take any type, never do any type of, like, you don't have to factor in meeting new people into your life. Like, uh, this is, like, a part of your life. Like, day, like your weekly life, you have to at least sleep with one new girl. You don't have to do that. What you could do is just focus 99% of your time on your your own success. And every now and then, you you go to you go on a night out with a couple of your boys, yeah? And then you meet someone, and then whatever happens, happens. But it's not that deep. You're not even taking that seriously. And you're done with that, and then you're back to your thing. And, like... You along that journey, yeah, you keep on increasing your levels, yeah. And at some point, you're now the guy, isn't it? And you went from being maybe some some like some I don't know, whatever. Like there's people here yeah, who who were like overweight, who were unattractive, who weren't confident, but they done so they put in something like five years of like personal development and now they're they're really good shape, they're confident, their their money's on point. They literally turned themselves from a nobody to somebody, innit? And I feel like that's a more worthwhile pursuit than just trying to sleep with every girl you can sleep with. 
Like, what's that going to gain for you? You do five years of that, you're in no better place than you was. In fact, you're probably in a worse place because now you're more tainted. Like, you just don't even see the point of it. I think the experience that they get from that, if they do it with a lot of people, is going to massively improve their closing rate. They're going to get a lot more women. Like, the the more women they approach, the higher conversion rate they're going to have. So I don't know if that's all bad. Um, it's not as good as working on yourself for five years. Whatever, like, okay, your closing rate has gone up. But at the same time, you've gotten older and you haven't gotten richer and you haven't gotten any, like, better... Like, let's say somebody who was... Um, out of shape and they're like out of shape financially and physically like then like five years of getting more and more like moving to more and more girls that hasn't really changed any of those two things those and those two things if they just change that then their life will be different so i think some things are more valuable pursuits more more worthwhile something we were talking about biology earlier yeah mm. primary goals survive Reproduce. It's what your body's here to do. How are you surviving? Are you surviving poorly where your your health is in a state, you, you look like you're in a state, uh, your, your your social status is in a state. It's like there's there's more things that are important to humans than just those two things. We're, we're, we're civilized. We wouldn't have humans if we didn't survive and reproduce. Yeah, I get that. It's like there's other things that are, we're, we're complicated creatures. All other creatures in the world need to survive and reproduce there's something that differentiates humans from other animals one of those things is our level of intelligence with our level of intelligence comes certain things like one is being respected amongst our peers it's like if we're not if we're not like at some point in like some sort of level in in society if we're just always at the bottom that's not good for us that that brings us like that's survival safety and numbers it comes back to our survival instinct. Yeah. Like we, feel, we feel safer in the company of others because we can protect each other. Yeah, as but it's like, where's your position in the company of others? Are you a high, are you high in the hierarchy because you're an official person that bare people look up to and bare people admire because of the way you are? Or are you lower in the hierarchy where you're just picking up the scraps? You're just doing, you're just living around the scrap life doing all that. It's like, Ultimately, it brings a person much more happiness here yeah, to be higher in that level, in that within that whole chain. And basically, the ways to get higher in that thing is to develop yourself as as a character and develop your personality, develop your um, just loads of different things in it. You need to just basically develop yourself. And I think not enough effort is being put on that, and too much effort is being put on moving to girls like especially by these guys posting receipts and all of them sort of things yeah it's like they're spending way too much time and effort worrying about trying to get laid it's like like you need to sort out a few fundamentals before you worry about that like the the getting laid thing yeah is something that will be as natural as getting as breathing it will be something that just come that you always have like how you always breathe if you get yourself on point but if you're like there's people who can't even breathe properly, in it? And it's because they've let themselves go so much here yeah, that, like, let's say they've, they're so overweight that now they struggle to just breathe or something like that. Obviously, there's some people who just have medical issues, whatever, but there's some people who they were perfectly normal, but they got to, they let themselves go so much that now they struggle to even breathe. And then there's people who just breathe like it's nothing. They don't even think about it. And that's the same with getting laid, isn't it? There's some people who struggle so much to get laid here yeah, because they've just not sorted their life out in any I'm type of way. I'm here for those people, by the way. 
I, I'm on your side. I'm. I want to help you. If this is you, I want to help you as best I can. But you gotta work with me. Get yourself together, and then you will have everything you want. Aaron, He's right, yeah. by the way. You get more money and improve your body. It's going to help your chances. I'm not disputing that one bit. But when people send in a dating scenario, you know, this is their situation, me telling them, do you know what? That wouldn't have happened if you had abs. Well, that's, that's not going to help him. Like, I, I can give him something immediate and say, well... Go on a cheap obviously, date. There, there you go. Offer a cheap date. If mm. she don't come on a cheap date, it's because she's not really into you and she wanted you to spend more and take her somewhere nice. And boom, you've wait, you've saved your time and money on someone that wasn't interested in you. I can they'll that's actionable, you know, immediately. With cheap dates comes a cheap outlook on life. It's like you you I think you should make your life in such a way where you don't do things that are beneath you and you don't go on like you don't if you're going out you're going out and to enjoy yourself you're not going out to flip and get one over on do you the remember person the, you're um, with. the conversation we had about it because you spoke about morley's and dixie earlier do you remember when i specifically said dinner was out of the question for cheap days mm. and i said all bar one yeah now there's an all bar one in canary wharf right next to you know those buildings like probably the highest buildings in london I imagine that the people who work in there make a lot of money mm. and they go in there just drink after work, yeah? The people that are in that all bar one. There's levels, there's levels. I imagine that there are extremely rich people in those bars. There's I'm definitely I'm telling you levels. to go there. I, there's definitely levels. I used to work um, like right there, innit? Yeah. And there's definitely levels. Like you would be surprised that there's people around there begging. There's people, there's people around there who ain't got two pennies to rub together. It's like are they begging because they know that the people walking past them who work there make a lot and can afford to give them money? They're begging because they ain't got peas like that. No, no, I mean, are they begging there? The point I'm making is basically that in a in any place where there's bare rich people, yeah, rich and poor live side by side. Yeah, especially in London, it's a tiny place. And what I'm saying is, if I'm telling you to take her to All Bar One and get drinks, which is going to be cheap. There's going to be, I'm not going to say millionaires, but there's going to be rich people in there who work near that all bar one that go there. You're not lowering, like it's yeah, not a cheap place. It doesn't feel cheap. It's I don't want to, I don't want to throw any shade on all bar one. Cause I don't really know yeah. like how that place even runs here, yeah. but there's different, there's different places. There's like, there's some places here where only rich people are there. There's some places where the people who happen to work there, but they can only afford to go here that's where they go. It's like there's different places in that small area. It's like a tiny area, but there's loads of, there's levels. There's levels to everything. And there's people driving around in Ferraris. There's people driving around in Lamborghinis. And there's people driving around in Seats or flipping Fords or whatever. These days, there's like people driving around in some old school, like dusty whips. It's like there's levels. And there's, so in, the, in places like that, yeah, there's different, there's even different jobs. There's CEOs. There's people who are bankers. There's also admin. There's people who are like the the paper boy or something. Or there's people who work in like the little paper room where they, they literally sort out different mail that's coming and getting like minimum wage. There's loads of different people. Everyone around there needs somewhere that they can go. There's places where people go where you don't, just because you're in the area, it doesn't mean that you're rich just because you're going out there. What I mean is, I think the rich and the poor are in all bar one, side by side in Canary Wharf. I don't and know so about all bar one. Take someone, all right, just the same, they might be drinking in the same places. 
because that's near where they work. I don't. And if you I take think it's less there, likely. I think it's less likely than the fact that there'll be certain places where only rich people go and there'll be certain places where everyone else goes. And everyone else can, they, yeah, like they'll be in, I don't know if, like maybe all bar one, but I don't know. Fine, maybe, fine. like who knows? I'm just saying that there's places you can take them that aren't lowering yourself, but you're just also not. I think going on a Boris bike for a date is like, it's like, that's, that's I was insane. on the live stream last Wednesday and I said it <laughs> and a woman typed in the comments, I want to go on that date. Yeah, I bet she does. She probably has like four kids and she's like been extremely overweight. And yeah, I'm not surprised, isn't it? That there's somebody who would be willing to do it. Then the date would be helpful. Fine. Yeah. That's a good cause. Yeah. So, okay. and, and I imagine you'd be willing to entertain that date. You'd be... Your assumptions are wild. <laughs> your assumptions are always wild, to be fair. Um, but Are you saying you wouldn't? No, I'm talking about your assumption that because she's willing to go on the Boris bike date, I'm going to show you the video of after the after we finish filming of my Boris bike date and who it's with. And then you tell me if your assumptions about who would or wouldn't come on the Boris bike date, it's all right. It's like for me, I, w- I don't even ride a bike anyway. I wouldn't be riding a <laughs> That's bike. That's part of the appeal yeah, so to of me, the date. No, to me, yeah. I w- if, like, if I had to ride a Boris bike, yeah, I would be, I'd be like, what kind what is this like i would i would be wondering what have i done to deserve this like what what poor decisions have i made in life where i'm now riding the boris back i i would rather like i'll drive i drive around the city all day long every day like i've been driving around the city for years now and it's like i'm not riding no boris back like the only like to, in my opinion the only people who ride boris backs are people who don't drive or they happen to be in the area on foot <laughs> It's like they're not in a vehicle It's like anyhow you're in a vehicle You're not going to park up And then get in a Boris bike The girl drove to the place Where we got the Boris bikes from Paid for parking And then we went and collected the Boris bikes And it was on film The parking's not on film I promise you She parked her car Paid for the parking And then we went and got the bikes I promise you. That was the plan The plan was for us today I didn't know how she was getting there It happened that she had to drive because that's her way of getting there. Yeah. And she paid for parking and we rode around on Boris Parks. Your perception and assumptions are wrong. People do loads of things, in it For camera, for clout, <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that I personally would not be jumping on a Boris bike. And if I was to take a girl out on a Boris bike date, I would be considering that a date that I would not go on. And I'm now going to dates that I wouldn't even do, yeah. Just so that I can keep it cheap. I think it, would, I think it would yield good results. Also, and that's something I didn't um, mention before. So I'm glad we're still on the cheap days topic again. Oh man, people are going to be sick of me in my cheap days. It makes you use your imagination. It's easier to think of somewhere when you've got a lot of money to spend. And if I say to you, take a go out for under twenty pound, now you've got to really think of something. But that imagination that you're using to do that is going to make it a great date. And this is what the Boris bike is. I disagree. I I know you do. It's like, I think you can act like all you've spent is £20. But even that Boris back date, she paid for parking in City, um, that would have been more than £20. 
It's like the idea, like for, for people- I didn't know she had to drive. Yeah, well, for everything to even, for someone to facilitate someone having a cheap Boris back date, it costs money. It's like that, this whole thing is just, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, she's done that for your benefit. She's basically, because you wanted to go on a Boris back date, she's done all this stuff and she wanted to do it on camera to say, yeah, I've done it. I've gone on a Boris back date. Like, I don't know if she wanted to do it on camera, but you know, oh no, anyway. On, but either way, she she done all of that to facilitate it, like to make it a thing. But the point is, on an average day, no cameras, just men and women. Certain men are not jumping on Boris bikes for a date. It's and like, certain women would love to be taken on that date. Some women. A lot. I don't know about a lot. A lot. <laughs> I don't know about a lot because you've got one anecdotal example on camera. So do you have other women that... Um, I've been on Boris bike dates. Multiple They're times. cool dates, yeah. I've even... I went on a Boris bike date with someone and because they enjoyed it, they hired bikes from their council so that we could cycle around their area on the council hired bikes on a date. They hired it? Yes. I didn't even know. They were just like, yeah, she's got two council bikes that were in the back garden and we just cycled out around on those bikes. It's like, there's like so much factors to it where it's just like, <laughs> what even is Because if date? you're going to do it as a date, you have to buy two bikes. Even if I did have a bike, what's she going to ride? <laughs> on that note, um, I think we're going to have to wrap it. We've got about five minutes left. Is there anything you want to promote or anything you want to shout out? No, just... You were saying you were at a landmark episode now. No, I got the 20... Actually, 23rd I think so. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So this is the 25th one. And um, yeah, so this is a landmark one. So um, thank you to the guests um, for supporting us uh, and the audience. And um, yeah, like all the people's downloading Spotify, all of them things. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, we've done 25 episodes. I think I'm going to start doing... Well, this is only for the YouTube. Um, the YouTube structure is probably going to change a bit because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start... I'm going to do a review now after the like, 25th episode. So, yeah, I'm just going to like review everything, basically see what's working, what's not. And then it'll be the second phase, isn't it? But, yeah, we ain't got too much time to <laughs> to discuss all of that. But just know things are going to be getting better and better. I'm going to keep on... Um, trying to find better ways to deliver content to the audience and um yeah um it's been 25 episodes we're a quarter way to 100 and um yeah watch this space in it i'll have uh 2000 episodes soon in it <laughs> go one episode at a time mm. next thing you know it's 2000 for real um i was gonna ask you i don't think we've got much time but um what happened with uh, your co-host's uh, thing? You you was talking about that last time. Did it? Is it all done now? Uh, she made a response. Mm. The girl she was talking about made a response to her. Um, and yeah, nothing nothing since today. They've both got videos up on YouTube talking about the show that they went on and what's happened afterwards. But that's, that's about it. Mm. Do you know any news for when the review's going to start dropping your next ones? Not at the moment, but they must be on their way. Um, mm. So, yeah, when that's ready, I'll definitely let you know and I'll send you the link. And if I'm back on here around that time, then I'll let the people know on here. 
Yeah, them man need to start dropping them episodes, man. Can't oh, be leaving it on the shelf for too long. I really want to see. Mm. Just just to see back myself, but also, yeah, I want people to see. Mm. Yeah, trust. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll check out the channel anyway. Try and, like, if anyone gets the time to check it out, tell them to drop the episodes, innit? Say in the comments, innit? Drop them Aaron Lenz episodes. Wow. <laughs> where, where can the people see you? Like, what about your live streams and stuff like that? How would they get just in touch? On Insta at Aaron Lenz, I mm. will try and post either clips from my live streams. I'm going to probably post clips from this as well, um, but mm. clips from my live streams when I go on them. And if you see that my thing says I'm live, then yeah, by all means, join and comment yeah tell him that as well tell him like that you can't be taking girls out on boris backs because it's atrocious the viewers of this if girls are watching there will be at least one person they might not put in the comments but they'll be like i would want to do sightseeing london by boris back and that'll be a cool date if a guy asked her out yeah if you was to say yeah i want to go walking around barefoot in london there would be at least one girl to say yeah i want to do that with you but it doesn't mean that that's an acceptable date to take a young lady to. There will be a lot of people that will do it. Depending on the amount of people that see it, there will be a lot of people that want to go on that date. Um, I understand your assumptions and and views, but you're, you're wrong this time. Nah, hey, bro. Nah, I was only joking. But anyway, nah, it was a pleasure having you um, in the show. Thank and you. Um, yeah, man, when you got time, come back through and um, we'll get into it some more. P, 20p, 50p, changed on annoy me. One pound, two pound, five pound, ten pound, twenty pound, fifty pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's maybe P and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I've got white money and it talks cockney. I've got black money and it talks why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. Never. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the peas, bitch. You got dead pee, hit it with the D-Fribs. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle. I tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I ever got a duck a man down. Dealing with the penny same way I do pounds Dealing with the pounds same way I do racks Aiming for a billion, I ain't going back When I hit the club, it's return of the Mac I'm looking for a hustler, Certy collab Track queen title, where you worthy of that? There's a lot of hot chicks, but I'm never that gas. I don't know love, only know about cash I know about economy, I know about tax I want to dominate, not race with the rats Look, I can't hear shit if it ain't about 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p Change don't annoy me 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound these are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.